0: Welcome.
1: Welcome back. Welcome,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Uh this is the very first episode of the Ejaculation sound Podcast. Test. Uh sound test. Sound test volume one. We're gonna call this volume we two. already did a sound test. Volume two. This is another sound test. Well this yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Wait, are we actually going? Let's do it. Okay, fine, fine, fuck okay. okay. it. You you have the setting right. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Good. Um
0: uh uh yeah. So um here we go. <laughs>
1: Sorry for the false start, but this is it. This is
0: this, this is, is the this. real deal. This, this is this is the real deal. Um, it sounds weird when I don't put a break between ejac and ulation. It just sounds like the Ejaculation
1: Podcast. Sounds like the, it's the Ejaculation Podcast. Well, okay. So is that how we say it? It's E-Jack. Evan Johnston Andrew Cameron are is our initials. So it's, it spells ejac and then ejac e- e- <laughs> eulations.
0: Eulations, like jubilations or
1: adulations. Any other ulation. Any 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 elation? Yeah, but elation. But it fully it spells ejaculations. Ha ha ha! So that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about: is just us ejaculating our thoughts. Exactly, mental m- masturbation, basically. So it's the goal is to be purely in the moment and and only focusing on the intense orgasmic words that we say.
0: Yeah, it feels good already.
1: I I'm having fun. Are you having fun?
0: Uh, yeah, that's what four plays for,
1: right? Okay, good.
0: <coughs> so, Apologize any uh, for any um technical glitches or uh you know we don't we don't have mic stands we're holding mics in our hands
1: this Um, is we're currently this is like the episode that you go back to (laughs) where it just sounds like shit and we suck at doing this but that's liberating in a way because when you every every time you go to a podcast like even if it's joe rogan or any even this american life the early ones are all weird and they don't really know what they're doing yet. So when you go back and listen to it, you're like, "Fuck, this sucks." Compared to what it will be, five hundred episodes from now. That's our goal: five hundred ep- episodes. Uh, At just, least I just two. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, if we make a should, second episode, dude, then this can still be a callback. When I die, we'll stop. I <laughs> <laughs> hope if, that's
0: not an omen for only two even episodes.
1: If, even if we become estranged from each other, we'll still meet and record the podcast.
0: That'll never happen, man.
1: And even if it does, it'll just create drama, which will make it more interesting to listen to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm already thinking of the so, ways that I can undermine so it'll you. So we'll be
1: selling so much advertising because people are tuning in to our drama that it, it, it's, it makes a great podcast, but we end up just hating each other. Anyway, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <coughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so once again, excuse the coughs into
0: the microphone. So Don't. Yeah, when you cough, yeah, when you cough I'm I'm even holding the mic away when I breathe.
1: Okay. So I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) you could be saying something really interesting, and I'm just like.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm watching the screen here. It's been some serious. It's it's clipping? No, it's not clipping at all. Okay. We're actually a little low, but we'll fix that. Okay. Fix it in in the mix. Fix it in post is what we like to say.
1: Nothing is being fixed in post in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I didn't get the mic away. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, this is, this is horrible.
1: Uh, no, it's pretty good. Um, I, one thing I do hate right now is just the fact that I have to hold this thing while I have a conversation. I think it really throws off.
0: Yeah, pretend you're chewing your nails, and that's why your hand is so close to your face. Do you have any duct tape? To duct tape it to your face? Or to my... <laughs> <Deer>.
1: <laughs> right here.
0: <laughs> okay. I think that might be more comfortable. Okay. okay. Um, uh, okay. Keep so in mind, there's no visuals. Nobody first, can see what the hell you're as doing. As the
1: first episode of the Ejaculations podcast, maybe we should set some ground rules. One thing I think m- is kind of important is that we should turn our phones off.
0: Turn our phones off. See, I was going to say the exact opposite. <laughs> okay. I was going to say leave the phones on because uh, that might be some kind of surprising commentary that may unfold. Okay, fine. Okay, I, I. might get a text from. Uh, from you any, know, right? Anybody, any. Anybody. Okay, okay,
1: okay. okay. So. Or maybe should, not. It should be probably not. We should leave them on, but just be judicious about. You you, you can just tell me to talk <laughs> closer to the mic. You don't have to be a secret agent, but um. Okay. No, I just mean like. It, like it, if you get like a social text from some girl or from your buddy or. whatever. If you're gonna respond to the text, you have to announce it and
0: read the text. How announce does that it. Sound? Okay. F-
1: okay. Okay. Good. 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 That's, That's good all rule. good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah.
0: Ground rule number one: respond to texts only. Um. If you, yeah.
1: So if you get a text, it by rule has to. <laughs> by rule has to be a part of, the conversation, whatever it is. And,
0: uh, <laughs> maybe we should have to respond. Sorry, just ejaculating right now.
1: And just... Well, it'll make you refrain from... uh, But I feel like what if you get a text that you don't want to address and you just choose to not address it? What do you mean? Oh, it's... Whatever.
0: Then just whatever. Okay, fine. We're We're our own bosses right now.
1: Yeah. But I feel like (laughs) things can get out of hand. Anyway, fuck it. So...
0: Neither of us have gotten a text yet, so...
1: You got one. Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. Ooh, who from... Uh, well, okay, sorry. It's a Facebook chat thing.
0: Oh, uh, is that important?
1: No, it says Sophie. I, I thought Mor- we I
0: thought we weren't using any names.
1: Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sophie could be Sophie, <laughs> as in Sophie's Choice. Um. Okay. So anyway,
0: uh, it, well, <laughs> it's probably not important. Sorry, Sophie.
1: Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Sophie's Sophie's the eternal. You Sophie. know who that is? What do you mean?
0: um nothing
1: no like okay yeah i know i know who i think i know who anyway this is not important (laughs) Um, i can see
0: what you mean by getting out of hand
1: yeah yeah so anyway second factor of the podcast i think is we're just drinking beers and just smoking and being our comfortable selves in
0: aside from the mic holding aside from the mic holding which is
1: really unnatural right now but um Anyway, I got <laughs> not, I got oh, I, you got some good stuff, no, no, I, okay, so I just grabbed my beers and I just grabbed the bag and they fell all over the place. okay, and <laughs> it just fell again um, okay, so I got some new Newcastle brown ale, which is one of my top five favorite beers for sure. definitely
0: one of our sponsors you can you
1: you
0: you just bought those pants all right, so folks and um, now they have
1: it has beer on them, so. The second idiotic move is I just opened <laughs> my beer, spilling beer everywhere. And luckily, not on any equipment. Not I on any equipment, but mind. the carpet
0: is part of the equipment. That's part of the allure oh, of this undisclosed and chair. location. Damn it. <laughs> and my new, naked, and famous pants. Oh, I'm
1: such an
0: idiot. Are, are you just brand whoring right now? I just spilled Newcastle Brown, new Brown and that I'm enjoying out. in my naked <laughs> and famous pants while I'm
1: wearing my Sony microphones and talking into my Shure microphone. Anyway, my life is about <laughs> spiritual things and yes. the immaterial as I wear my new naked and famous jacket, and uh you're kind of a walking billboard right now I'm st- yeah, I've got a David Cho painting on my sweater and a Oakland Day's hat and nike shoes and <sighs> it's why, okay why is that
0: why is that yeah um because they make good stuff see i'm kind of a i i like to not have i don't know maybe I have to push it too far, but I like to not have any logos visible on my body yeah, at any given I used time to be,
1: I used to be just like that. Um, and, I and now have I
0: feel like I'm caught in a trap where if I wear one that'll it, be the first it'll, one it'll be like but you know what I also think that that's just stargate. me thinking way too highly of myself because who the fuck is going to care I'm the only one who's going to notice
1: right but I think that's the same with all fashion like you're kind of the only one who will ever give a fuck but it does make you feel a certain way I think to wear like a jacket yeah. you think is nice or like, like I don't know like I'm, I'm happy to live in the capitalist like consumer culture yeah me too without that's maybe, why i have no money because i spend it all right so right now i'm in the little space where you have a little bit of money so you just blow it all on bullshit
0: until you get back to that until comfortable spot of I'll having just none be broke yeah yeah but at least you can get some you know loot on the way right
1: the the goal is to invest in stuff that uh lasts a while like for example vinyl records i've never i've never been like oh fuck why did i spend a hundred dollars on vinyl right. records because because when i'm poor that's when i enjoy them is when i have no money to do anything all i have is my record player i just put on my records
0: so my big problem is food and clothes both right. of which well, i go food through is very totally quickly
1: fleeting, and you're like who gives a fuck about steak or poutine or oh uh, well i
0: don't know about that no, no, no. but, some wait, some really but when you have memories. no money and
1: you're like, man, I would be great to have $5 right now.
0: It would be great to not have spent like that $30 a day on takeout food for the last week.
1: Like if I could just have that money now, but...
0: Anyway. The thing with clothes is like, I don't know what... I may have some kind of toxic sweat because all my clothes fall apart. It doesn't matter how much really? I spend on them. They all fall apart.
1: Shoes, too?
0: Look at these fucking shoes. But
1: like faster than normal?
0: Yeah, I got a really nice pair of blue suede shoes and they are... <laughs> nice. Yeah, they are nice. Well, the oh, suede they w- well, yeah, that's why I'm holding this microphone, actually. Okay. This is a very blue suede shoeish,
1: shoeish totally. uh, microphone. But he's got a crooner mic.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's really cool to hold this. What is too. what
1: is the microphone model number? In case the it's a Shure SH55 okay. Classic. Yeah, there you go.
0: Um, basically, on any um, <laughs> any really half-assed um, uh, design, like a poster or a web page, where you have a microphone, it's this microphone. Right. Because it looks cool.
1: Yeah, it's like George Orwell recording for the BBC. It's that little microphone that's in the picture. Yeah. Or any any other like...
0: Exactly. Or radio a sultry guy. jazz like The only singer. thing you need to
1: make it really cool is have like a like a stand that just can go anywhere. You know those... Yeah, the bendy stands. The bendy stands, yeah. you can just like put it 10 feet in the air or in the corner or in front of my mouth at my computer in bed.
0: I used to have access to a, a bendy stand, but that... Why? This this is like a very, very intricate story. Maybe this is the time to actually that's, share that's this the story. Sure. Go ahead. Um have I ever told you this I've told you the story about Frank. Right. Frank. Frank Who's no. Okay. Frank
1: It also doesn't matter what you've told me anymore. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna get you to retell fresh years. the stories you've told me a million times. Okay. I'll um, be entertained, but it's more for the listeners at home. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's laughable because there are none. Um, we anyway, don't know that. There could be one guy. Well, at this present moment, it is you and me talking to no, the I fucking know, void. Right? So it sounds funny. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we um, have to think about the future. So uh, I know we talked about not saying names, but this the Frank is a very fitting name for this individual. Maybe
1: just no last names. Sure. sure. I don't know what, how the legal system works, but...
0: In any case, um, <laughs> Frank, uh, I I come from Edmonton, Alberta, and I used to work at a uh, Mac retailer or an Apple retailer reseller. Uh, this is before we had an Apple store in Edmonton, and so what we had was something called Westworld Computers, and Westworld Computers was run like a kind of like a used car lot for Macs. Okay. So we all had, like, our little individual desks with computers where we would take clients back to do paperwork, Correct. write up the computer. We had a dot matrix printer that printed out, like, the carbon copy, three-layer, uh, like, big, like, full piece of paper receipts with the, the tear-off holes on the side. God, I see one of those in so long. You, you got to keep your – I know it's uncomfortable, but you got to keep your mic up. Oh, damn it.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so – I haven't seen some, one of those in so long. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: anyway um, – this was uh, just a regular day. I was wearing an oversized dress shirt. Um, <laughs> I was maybe uh, no. I was I was eighteen or nineteen at the time. Um, and you were
1: already working a retail job. I was. Mac this computers. is
0: the job that I made the most money at in my entire life. Ever. I still. This is yes. when I peaked. This Wait. is what caused, I think, a deluge of just horrible spending habits.
1: And does this job just not exist anymore, or?
0: No, there's still people doing it, but not making as much money, as obviously much money, because, because there's an Apple Store. Like there's no reason to go to this fucking store. Yeah, exactly. But we worked on 100% commission, so okay. we d- we Did weren't paid hourly. No? No, no no paid hourly. no, no paid hourly. But I was, needless to say, I was raking in some serious cash. Um, regular day, bored as fuck. There's nobody in in the afternoon, uh, and this guy comes in, um, big bushy mustache and like kind of fogged out glasses. I wasn't aware <laughs> if this is like style of glasses or if they were just like perpetually foggy and so he kind of like struts in like and a fogged pair
1: of glasses yeah exactly as if he
0: was just radiating so much heat that's probably more likely what year was this this was oh man so it would have been uh, probably 2009 um anyway uh, i i i don't know not relevant um
1: well anyway uh, anyway this is <laughs> an
0: extremely long preamble to get to the fact that he walked in the door um, I was the first one to help him. I asked, Hey, what can I do for you? Um, and the first thing he said was, I just sold my Firebird and he pulled out a wad of cash from his pocket, like a serious wad of cash and uh, said, I'm here to buy the most ex- expensive computer you have.
1: Okay. So and that in, so in, I get in like one, the, in one full sentence, say that entire thing. Well, I uh, just sold no, my don't, don't do a voice. Just say it in your own voice.
0: I just sold my No, no, no like, like
1: like your voice. That is my voice. Uh <laughs> I just sold in my your radio f- voice. <laughs> uh, I just sold my Firebird and I'm here to
0: buy the most expensive computer you've got. Nice. Um <laughs> and so needless, I I chimed in for a second. I was like, okay, that's nice. Big wad of cash. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> that's like- I'm kind of greasy. And How many other people are on the floor that would overhear that and be like, like, want to snap up this? I got
0: a lot episode. of shit to talk about Westworld eventually in the future. Like, so many characters. I'm
1: just clarifying the situation. Like, this guy walks in and maybe two says other people. Maybe everything that a salesperson wants to hear in terms of. I don't know if he said it loud enough for other people to hear. Oh, okay. But. So he, he to just, to like, waltz into the place being like, I he got all the money no. and I want to buy the most expensive computer you have. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> it just said it to me.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. But
0: made me feel pretty special.
1: Because um, you could tell in your eyes that you were the most qualified.
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. But um, anyway, uh, so I said, instead of just saying, okay, here it is, I said, well, wait a second. Okay, so like, what do you want to do with the computer? Like, tried to kind of probe a little bit as to what he wanted to use a computer for. Um, he said that he was a musician, um, or sorry, not that he was a musician, that he used to record music analog onto tape And he just got a brand new... Was he an engineer? Yeah, he was very vague about it. Um, You still want to bring it closer to you, man. I'm sorry. I'll I'll turn your channel up. Um, But uh, that he was an engineer, um, in so many words, and he just got a brand new digital Mac board, and he wanted to go all digital. Um, And so I was familiar with music at the time and doing music recording, so it was actually... I don't know. Kind of serendipitous that I was the person that he talked to because I was supposedly the music specialist of the mm-hmm. store. Okay. And uh, excuse me. So I go and show him a whole bunch of computers. We ended up picking out um, a Mac Pro. Uh, basically, his order came out to about twelve thousand uh, dollars. With twelve thousand. Twelve thousand dollars.
1: With computer. Wait, a, Mac, a Mac Pro is like a, one of the desktop ones.
0: Mac Pro is the the. It was in two thousand nine, so it was like a big, like the same size as a computer tower, but really nice aluminum. And just, like, oh yeah, yeah. You got yeah. a brand new those. monitor. When um, I bought my
1: G three iBook, those were the, that was the top of the line. Exactly, bottom. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: so yeah, the style hadn't changed for a while. Um, so we got that. He got a monitor. He got Logic Pro, whole bunch of stuff. And from what he was saying, it sounded like he was familiar with this stuff. Twelve thousand dollars, and it was nothing. Fuck. He paid in cash. Um, so I made a few hundred bucks off that sale. It was. Mi- Wow. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, so he left, and everyone was just, like, really jealous, and they were like, Oh, man, I wish you would have talked to me. Sorry. The next day comes around. Tough titty. About the same time, Frank comes back in. Hey, Frank, how's it going? Like, how's the computer going? It's like, you fucking sold me a broken piece of shit. You sold me a lemon. Like, well, the, the thing doesn't work. And he, he's going off. And I'm trying to calm him down. And i was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, just wait a second. He got to the point where he was saying, hey, we need you. I, I need you to come in. You need to come to my place. You're the one who sold it to me. And show me how this computer works. Because it, it doesn't work right now. And I said, well, hey, we like we do out calls. Is this much per hour? And he's like, no, you sold it to me. You're coming over. And for some fucking reason, against all my better judgment, I said, I looked around and I said, okay, you can't tell the my boss that I'm doing this because it's not what we're supposed to do. But I'll be at your You're not
1: supposed to do house calls. No,
0: no. We have a service to do it. And he said, I'll give you cash. Like, you got to come over. Like, I want you. So the um, store has
1: a service to do house calls exactly. to fix things, but you decided to not d- go through that. He didn't want to do
0: it. He, he was di- insisting oh, that it was me.
1: That he f- was like, you're the one who sold it to me. Exactly. So you have to come back and help me you you show got me it. how to use it. Okay. You got
0: it. And uh, uh, swearing a lot the whole time, <laughs> um, and so I agreed to do it. I told him I'd come over after work. Um, I told my mom where I was going, and I told a couple friends the address. And I said, "Okay, if I don't text you in like an hour, come find me," because it just seemed weird. I don't know. I don't know why I was doing it. I like. Maybe for this particular reason. Maybe just for the reason to have a story. I've always to been really us, big on just us, like doing do something it, weird. Do it so
1: I can, even if I get raped in my ass. Then I, I can, can have a story about it. I can be like, listen, don't <laughs> go to people's house ha- or whatever. It then it I have a lesson. Do.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so I, I finish the shift. I go over to his apartment. He lives on like the 11th or 12th floor. I go up. I knock on his door. He opens the door very slowly <laughs> with, the, uh, with the chain on the door. And he peeks through and he says, the first thing he says to me, you smoky, smoky.
1: (laughs) And I like two eyes, like a demon through the crack in the door. You're you're picturing this perfectly. You're picturing
0: this perfectly. (laughs) And I said, Yeah. And then he opened the door fully, and he put it with a big grin on his face. It's like I knew it from the first moment and he I saw you. The most
1: warm. Yeah, nice
0: totally, guy ever. totally. It's like it as if he was feeling me out. Wow. And if he couldn't interact with me sober, he would be able to interact with me properly after smoking a lot.
1: So he's already stoned, and now he's really happy and not all worked up because I'm he's sure he's
0: stoned all the time. Right. Anyway, so I walk into his apartment. He's got like a big big bar set up right near the front door with a whole bunch of crystal carafes like no alcohol bottles with the label on it it's all put into separate crystal carafes
1: just separate like
0: yeah different varying colors of
1: brown liquid wow um and he just memorizes all the shapes of the he knows glass, where it's at. swans yeah he knows oh, it, he knows exactly where it's that at that means maker's mark 46
0: exactly uh, p- probably even more classy than than makers nothing against makers but like he's probably he had some really good scotch Anyway, so he like I start walking through the apartment with him. He's showing me around. He hasn't mentioned the computer once. There's drum kits like in uh, hard cases, like stacked on shelves all throughout the apartment. Guitar cases stacked wow. all throughout the apartment. Not a wall is it bare. All of it has musical equipment. He's got three keyboards out in the living room. He's got his huge the Mackie board he was talking about is on his kitchen table. Digital eight bus or whatever. Uh, it's it, it was a thirty-two channel digital Mackie board, wow. and. So he offers me a drink. I have a drink. He says, you want some weed? I say, yeah. He cuts some up. Like an old man style <laughs> busting too. So he puts it in a shot glass and takes little nose hair tweezers oh, or nose hair trimmers. Yeah. In shot glass, nose hair trimmers. And then just.
1: What is it? What does a nose hair trimmer look like? Like little scissors. Like the little scissors. with yeah, yeah. Okay, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so we bust it up. We get high. I get
1: really high.
0: Oh man, like too high. I was too high, <laughs> and um, so he takes me into his room. Where see, this sounds so bad. This sounds so bad. He takes me into his fucking room. This stranger, the stranger I sold a computer to, this strange man, gets and me a drink and, and, then, yeah, and then gets me some weed. And uh, so he takes me into his. Wait, room. How old are you again? You're fifteen or, mm-hmm. or, or like okay, eighteen no, 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 or nineteen? Eighteen or nineteen? Okay, okay. Probably nineteen at this point. Okay. Um, above his bed is a huge turquoise and pink um painting of the swastika nice and (laughs) the first thing he said like he sees me looking at and he says bet you think that's weird i'm like um (laughs) well uh i mean uh like i'm too high to even say anything so then he explains like well actually you know the nazis took the swastika and turned it into a symbol of evil but it's actually a symbol of peace and love like Okay, and so I believe you. He's egging me on. I remember the
1: first time I heard that, and I didn't believe that that, that was true. Oh yeah, and then you looked it up. Nazi and it was propaganda true. has been so ground into your mind. Exactly,
0: it's tough, and like I don't know, it's still weird. Regardless if it means love and peace.
1: Regardless, you must you know that what that means to most people. Yeah,
0: is, is um, <laughs> yeah the Holocaust. Anyway, um, so he's he's like, hey, have you ever played like a Rickenbacker bass?
1: I'm like, no
0: like, so you wanna? I'm like, yeah. And so
1: he, greatest bass ever yeah, made. Yeah, he,
0: he keeps keeps taking out these instruments, getting me to play them, and he's kind of hinting, like, listen, you know, I I I've, I never play these instruments. I'm not a musician, but I'm just a, an, I enjoy music. And he goes on to this story that he was injured on the like he was a, a pipe fitter. He was injured. He sued the company for a bunch of money. So he's just been living off his his earnings uh, his lawsuit, earnings? For his lawsuit oh money for years and buying mu- uh, musical instruments. Anyway. <sighs> So we get to the computer, and uh, his wife or girlfriend or something is home at this point, and she's interested in seeing how the computer works as well. And so he's like, So, so what? What? And he's clicking the mouse without turning the computer on. He's like, It doesn't work. I'm like, well, okay. Um, <clears throat> you see this little button on the front? Uh, and I pressed it. Boom.
1: Oh, you he's have like, to turn it on. Exactly,
0: he's like, "What? Oh, 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 honey, look at this! Look at this!" Oh and he's like so amazed that the, the screen lights up. I was really impressed that they were able to plug everything in properly.
1: Everything's plugged Everything's in. Everything's plugged perfectly. in, fine. Yeah, all but I mean, all the cables he followed it perfectly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he got that down, but he <laughs> just
1: forgot to put turn on. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. He's an analog in man, in so the he the he found all the cables.
1: Right, right. Okay. This
0: this one goes into this similar looking one. Right. Anyway
1: but this button
0: didn't make any sense to I don't to him. know what that means. It wasn't a switch. It wasn't a switch. You know, it wasn't right? like That's a full the, okay. on analog switch. So uh, he turns on. He's like, whoa, whoa, okay, cool." And he starts touching the screen. He's like, "What?" But <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, no, so this, th- is, minority this, this is the yet. Th- yeah, this is the mouse." And I show him how to move the mouse. And he's looking at the mouse on the screen he's like, "But I thought that was the mouse." And I'm like, "No, well you move the mouse to move that mouse." and he was so impressed, and it was just like pure childish jubilation. Because he's never seen anything like it. Because he's never done it. But how old
1: is he, like 50 or 60? Late.
0: Well, he's in his 50s. You know what? I really couldn't tell his age. He was like, he'd been smoking a lot of weed for a long time. Um, um, And just not working. Selling weed on the off chance that he could. Um, So anyway, go through the computer. I show him very, very basic things, how to open logic fucking pro this guy doesn't know how to turn on a computer and he wants to use logic pro right he just anyway, wants to be a, okay. i didn't want to get into the fact that like <laughs> this
1: is a very complicated situation but he bought like a <laughs> whole bunch
0: of um like tutorial dvds like he bought like a 14 dvd set oh, no. online to like show you how to use logic so he was very confident that he was going to be able to make it work once he got the computer on he paid was me two hundred dollars and a quarter of weed a, qu- a quarter of an
1: ounce okay, yeah yeah okay. a quarter of weed
0: it's okay eighths. okay <laughs>
1: I don't buy weed. A nice
0: little whiskey. bag of weed, um, and sent me on my way. I left, drove home, super high, and that was it for about a week. He calls me, says, "Hey, uh, much more friendly this time. Right. Want to come over? Um,
1: fucking come into my exactly. strange swastika house and show me how to turn my computer." He's more like, "Hey, man, how's it exactly, going?" Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: He's all buddy buddy with me. Anyway, brings me over. I go over again, show him some more things. And his Daughter is there Not his daughter <laughs> But his Ex-wife's Daughter Who she still Considers him His stepdad Right Anyway She's
1: there We're Wait, drinking His, his stepdad is in His ex-wife's Daughter, daughter. Okay yeah. I understand um, Oh who is it this time Oh Facebook message From <laughs> Pete Loves to No last name, oh, okay, dude I didn't say it Sorry I didn't say anything It was Pete What does it say uh, I see you seeing us and then it said the same thing again Oh, but you have Facebook Messenger and the Facebook app because so it it's an old it phone twice. doesn't
0: matter anyway put it down put it down so needless to say up. Um, okay. met his daughter um, she was incredibly beautiful um, she ended up texting me being like hey uh, it's nice to see you blah blah blah
1: did she ask you for her, your number
0: she asked him for my number
1: oh yeah. out of, like texted you out of nowhere holy mm-hmm. crap okay Wow. Anyway, so that was very it's like a, a I'm nice I'm development. I'm this hot girl you met five days ago.
0: Oh, no, <laughs> it was the night at the night, the night
1: of the night. of. Oh God. Yeah. So I've seen this girl's picture. She's fucking hot. <sighs> anyway.
0: Anyway. Um. What is she?
1: Anyway. Doesn't on. matter. <laughs> I don't
0: know what this story came from, but th- what what happened with with Frank is that I kept going over to his house, showing him things on the computer, and I was basically his. You know, he was living musically vicariously through me. So I'd go over, I'd play his instruments in front of him. It was almost like a musical cuckold. You know, it was like (laughs) watching some dude come over and like fuck your guitar with his fingers and you just get off on it. Just standing in the corner.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's. Yeah, stop it. Do it again. No, I don't want to
0: join. I don't want to join. Just let me watch. And uh, as he's just like, you know, (laughs) ceremoniously cutting up up weed in a shot glass. Um, But I was in a band at the time and I told him this. He's like, you want to use any of my gear? It's like uh uh yes he had like a uh, a six twelve <laughs> Fender Bassman sixty eight with a nice. purple light and the purple light just made it. I'm i know like that's a, really like, a like year old insignificant, in a garage but
1: band. I could I could deal with that. That'd be all right. totally. And <laughs> so we got his
0: Rickenbacker bass, we got a couple Fender guitars, we got a twelve piece pearl drum set oh with chimes, and yeah. this is what we, what it's I was like talking about, and a, a little curvy sphere. mic stand. And so and the cur- okay, that's where this started. Okay, together. it all ties finally, together finally I after had that long drawn out story. Yeah, I, I was worried I wasn't going to be able to remember where this started. But luckily it appeared. But anyway, so the drummer uh, had like a cool curvy mic stand that he could like, because the problem with drumming with a real mic stand is you hit it all the time. But this is just like came out of the void, right. wrapped around his head, and just like he could sing. Um, our relationship with Frank ended swiftly. Uh, we played a, a 420 show at the Edmonton Legislature. And um of course we were using all of his gear. We went over to his house um shortly after we got there because they didn't have a couple pieces of equipment. We needed a couple cables. Frank lives nearby, let's go over to his house, pick him up. We go over there, he's like, Oh, what do you need him for? We're like, well, we're going to the 420 at the ledge, we're playing a show. And he says, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Well, maybe I'll see you there. I was like, Okay, Frank, cool. And so we're playing it, that in itself is another ridiculous story. I ended up just like sparking up a bong on the f- on the front of the stage, and then I look up and there's like a CTV camera in front of my face. I'm just like, oh god, this is CTV like my my TV moment. I'm just like all. so high. It was bad. I had this plan to like, like <laughs> you know what, guys, like think about it. Alcohol's legal, and imagine if we were all drunk. This would be a very different situation. But all I could say was like, I'm <laughs> um, so high right now. Are you guys high? Oh, man. But um. So we play a couple songs, blah, blah, blah. And I see this guy walking through the crowd towards the front of the stage with a big poster board held above his head. And
1: my image of this guy is like Dog the Bounty Hunter. I've I've had an image in my head, okay. and I just realized that that's who I'm imagining in all of these situations. Imagine
0: Dog the Bounty Hunter, less tanned, less ripped, more sickly looking, still kind of more, like more so overweight the than anything. No, no, the short hair. Nothing. Short, hair. short hair. Um, <laughs> short hair, which is like you oh know my. they like slick it back dry, so it's kind of like poofy
1: on top. Poofy on top. Not like slicked, it's, but it's see still that brushed it's had back. A through yeah, it, but and it's,
0: a big mustache. Okay. But at this point in the story, he's got a big beard. Or... No, just the foggy glasses. The foggy, okay. Like the foggy, like I was rapist glasses.
1: Like, like, like uh, foggy aviator glass. Okay, my image is completely wrong. No, no,
0: the aviator size, but like they're just like regular bifocals. Oh, uh, you know?
1: okay. okay. So okay.
0: anyway, he's walking up to the front of the stage. I I didn't know at this point that it was Frank. It's getting to the point that it's Frank. Um, and so people are are yelling like, read it.
1: Read it Read it
0: And I'm like Oh shit sign. So I'm in this situation Where I'm like Hide in my fucking mind I'm not playing music At this point I'm just like Standing there uh, 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 uh. And I'm thinking like I don't want to read This fucking sign I don't want to read Had This sign Had you read it
1: In your head already or I could see what it said
0: okay. And I didn't want To fucking read it oh, But no. at the same time It's like All of this stuff Is his all of this equipment is is all his. Is all his. So if I so don't if oblige this guy, it's do. like what I haven't given he this fucking mad. guy anything other than yeah. nothing. I've given him nothing. Right. So I read the sign. I don't remember it exactly, but something along the lines of Officer nine nine four five John Smith and Officer six six two one Jane Doe refused to acknowledge a child molestation charge uh, of uh, this guy and oh blah blah no. blah 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 and he touched this kid and like diddled him in our backyard and what? blah blah blah. And so he's
1: trying to put forward a like
0: he's trying to like get a protest against the cops who I don't know. Here's, <laughs> a, here's the thing about cops, man. I
1: <laughs> it has nothing to do with like, no.
0: It's not four twenty. It's nothing. It's nothing. And I don't know. I don't know. I have different <laughs> feelings day to day about cops, but they, well, there were whatever. cops around but the entire the s- place. The everybody fact- was smoking weed and the cops were just chilling.
1: Right.
0: They knew everybody was just smoking weed not having, doing anything. And here I am on the stage, like calling out two fucking cops. And so as soon as I read it,
1: well, it, just even uh, the fact that he brought that sign, even just the fact that he brought that sign to the, can you just tell me to move the mic closer? I think the secret signaling is weird. Why? Why is it weird? Because all this, like, it'll be like, anyway, I'm talking and telling a story, and like, far away, and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> and then start talking like this. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: I don't want to sound like a like a
1: dweeb. No, no, no. Just tell me. Just say, hold the mic closer. Okay. And then hold, it'll make sense. Hold the mic closer. Okay. Anyway, but but what I was saying is like just the point that this guy, that's what he brings to a con- like a fun concert that he knows about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy knows playing a show. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking use this <laughs> yeah, opportunity exactly. to bring attention to this issue that has happened. Yeah. Blah, blah blah And make the lead singer read it to the entire crowd, which will make this crowd become aware. Yeah, and that's maybe what concert right, goers yeah. are
0: doing. Anyway,
1: but here's the thing, because
0: everybody's just high out of their mind, nobody went there to see a fucking concert. It was so poorly organized. Everybody's just, just like, what like everybody's just truck? high. And so I read it, I'm like, It was as if I had this cognitive dissonance where my mouth was moving and my vocal cords were making the sound and my brain was about a minute and a half behind. Uh So as I was talking, my brain was like, you probably shouldn't read this sign. Don't even start. It's like, oh, okay, it's over. I read it. (laughs) I finish it and then I hear from the crowd, we didn't hear you. Read it again. I was like, no, oh, oh. And then I just start the next song. But holy <laughs> shit. Anyway, that's my experience with, with curvy with mic stands. Mics. Okay.
1: Anyway, anyway, the point of that story is that that's what we wish we had right now. Is a curvy a mic stand. stand. A curvy mic stand. Yeah,
0: without yeah. without any Franks. Well, no, it was, uh, Frank, Yo, Frank was Frank a good thing. Frank would be an
1: amazing guest.
0: Oh, man. We could Skype him in if he knew See? how to
1: Skype. <laughs> makes weird sounds (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) anyway okay so something so so
0: we're still discussing the rules something
1: well okay this is what i was gonna say i have to i have to i have to piss so i guess the policy is just go when you have to go Hmm. which then leaves the other guy to just talk solo i don't know about this should we just like cut
0: no i don't think that's right I, I think a cut is, it is totally disingenuous to this whole experience. I agree. I would say just don't pee.
1: Oh, uh, no. Well, then I – really?
0: See how long you can go. Well – Hold it and up until the point that you really can't hold it. But that's what I've been doing through that whole story.
1: <laughs> so that's the only reason I bring it up. Is like, it's got to the point where I can't – Do you think that's
0: a problem for me? What? When I'm – like I tell really long stories and like really long-winded – that people nerds. are like, I have to go to the bathroom. I never thought about that until this very moment. You know Maybe what? I'm you know, in, in
1: normal, natural life, it's never been a problem. Well, I've never been like... I appreciate that. Well, uh, Okay, well, here's the it's thing. Never been, it could it's be like
0: another, another. Um, uh, I don't know, a thing, not a rule, but uh, <laughs> if you have to pee, uh-huh. you have to give the person who is still here something to talk about.
1: Oh, okay, that's good. So, okay, So I have to go piss, so I have to think of something for Evan to talk about while I'm peeing. And he's obviously just going to ignore what I say and just talk about me in awful detail and what everything that he thinks.
0: Not yet. We'll save that for episode ninety-one.
1: Well, well, we should save that for episodes where it's for like maybe next Wednesday. Evan's out of town, and I have to do the whole podcast (laughs) myself. So he'll leave me the keys to the undisclosed location, and I'll just come in and do a solo cast, which would be fine. I think that'd be funny. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. In any case. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So. So I have to give Evan a topic to talk about while I'm peeing. Okay. Um, I'm going to pretend
0: you're still here. I'm going to pretend that you're the person I'm talking to.
1: <laughs> you just do <to> my voice. <laughs> so anyway, I was telling the story. <laughs> and then Andrew said that. This <laughs> <as well. laughs> that was bad. <laughs> so uh, what, do you, what do you talk – do you ever talk to yourself in life? Yeah. What do you usually talk about?
0: <laughs> so that's my subject? Or do you want to know?
1: No, that's your okay. That's good, that's, that's your oh, subject. Fuck. So, what what you say to yourself <laughs> when you're walking down the road by yourself when okay. <laughs> people think you're on the phone? Um, okay. Well,
0: I don't. Oh God, this is weird. Now, <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I don't talk to myself out loud when I'm in public, but um, I definitely talk to myself out loud when I'm by myself. And I've been told that's a little weird. I've heard that a lot of people talk to themselves, but it's kind of like an inner monologue, uh, stream of conscious narration kind of thing. But if I were to trace back all the times that I were talking to myself by myself, it's a lot of fuck, just random realizations, um, exclamations, uh, a lot of profanities, um, a lot of wait, what, where, huh, huh, if I lost something. But if I'm talking to myself in my head, I think I may have a split personality disorder. I have a lot of arguments with myself. I'll be talking to myself, uh, trying to remember something, and then my other self will say something like, No, that didn't happen. Wait, did it really happen? No, it didn't happen. What are you talking about? No, it didn't happen. Okay. And uh, that's why I try not to be by myself as often as I can. It's kind of a sad. But if I surround myself with other people and distractions like the internet and uh, pornography and, um, you know, uh, shitty TV, it's a lot easier not to have that narration. But listen, folks, this is getting a little dark. Um, and here I am talking about how I don't like to talk to myself, talking to myself. There's nobody here. The window's open. Don't even see anybody on the street at this moment in time. Nobody is listening but me. And uh, it's kind of amplifying this weird feeling that I've got a split personality disorder because I'm hearing myself very loudly in my ears. And um, let's just talk about the fact that Andrew's been peeing for quite a while. Um, He might have some kind of bladder problem. Um, You know, I hope that me forcing him to hold his pee in isn't going to cause some kind of... um, Prostate troubles, because you know if you hold it in too long, you get prostate problems. Apparently, um, and uh, would you look at that? He's back. He's back again. He's got no idea what I just talked about. Um, Not at all. And uh, yeah, you know what? I don't even know okay, how long okay. this going back. for. Um, check the time. So let's check uh, the time.
1: Uh, it's like that was are, five minutes.
0: No, we're at how? Uh, what? What?
1: Forty minutes already. That's forty minutes. Holy yeah. crap!
0: You know what w- the, the
1: original? Do you have any more rules to talk about? I think they'll come up as we go. Okay. Um, something was that meant to be like like a like a, like, a, like. Do you have any more rules to talk about? No, no, it wasn't okay, at all. Just out of curiosity. Okay, fine. No, Sorry. not it was. there's no much, facetiousness in that at all. Um, <laughs> the uh,
0: we we were talking. Andrew and I were talking earlier. Um, uh, over the course of the last month or more about doing this podcast trying to think of things to talk about how is it going to be interesting let's try to have some kind of theme that we can work off of right and one of the themes that we wanted to bring in on the first episode that andrew brought up was talking about podcasts about right and so one thing that i noticed right now is that uh joe rogan uh radio lab this american life um vice those are all podcasts that i really enjoy the one in particular that I was thinking about right now is the Joe Rogan podcast. It's fucking three hours long. It's
1: three hours. Three long. Three
0: hours long, and he doesn't pee the entire time.
1: That's I. You know what? I didn't even think of that. Even when other guests on his show are like, "Man, I have to go to the bathroom," and he's like, "Yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll work it out. We'll talk about something else. We'll talk about on it or whatever." And let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. About how what? how do how those pills going on it? I got the well. I do want to return to Joe Rogan's peeing on his podcast because that's interesting as <laughs> well. Sure. But and I uh, so okay. So anyway, to begin with, I'm a long term Joe Rogan podcast listener. Like I basically live my life by podcasts because I paint houses, which is one of the most like tedious jobs ever, and it's not physically strenuous really, and it, it's not the it's not like putting together ch- chips for iphones or anything like that it's not that tedious but it's tedious you don't want to where jump I can out listen. of the building that you're painting is what you're saying. exactly i never have that feeling so but i it gets to the point where i just have content going into my ears at all times because that's how i sort of pass the time to listen to music but mostly i just listen to either podcasts or audiobooks M- usually more podcasts <laughs> because audiobooks are d- annoying to come by
0: they're also annoying to come too
1: that as well. When I'm trying to masturbate and all I have is audio books, <laughs> it's really difficult. Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: mein Kampf especially
1: Mein Kampf. Ugh, that was one lousy weekend in the country. Anyways, I um, every episode he does this ad for on it, which is his company that sells human optimization tools, and it's it's a really great company, and I think it's a cool thing for somebody like that to do, but. He just says the same ad every dime, and it's really fascinating how he does it every single time as if this is the first time he's ever talked about it. Like, see, what we do at Onnit is come up with stuff that's just going to make you a better person. And it's all true, but he says it like— We just get the best stuff that we like to use. As if he hasn't said that like 400 times. Yeah. (laughs) so that's funny but anyway and it was said to me enough times that i'm like okay i just have to it's in your i, your I, I in need, need to point. advance this relationship yeah. with this company beyond just this ad that i'm hearing every single time i listen to the podcast so i need to like uh, have more of a response to it so i ordered um three supplements from on it i ordered alpha brain which is his nootropic dietary supplement that supposedly art is nutrition that Activates parts of your brain to make them function better. So it supposedly improves your short-term memory. It improves like the way that you. Rogan says that it helps him form sentences better. So like his thoughts are easier put into language, which is really funny that I sounded so. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's I'm thinking. <laughs> You're, aren't you supposed to be on it right
1: now? No, I stopped taking my Alpha brain So that's why that right th- that phrase. Well, I don't know it. because I would say dumb shit when I was taking it. Anyways, so I don't know. But anyway, so I, I also got the um, New Mood, which is his 5-HTP supplement, which is really good if you're taking Molly, and then you take your 5-HTP.
0: Oh, you're so young. Yeah. You call it Molly.
1: Well, that's what I, th- so I, just, I just learned. It's not like from back in the day. Like, that's what I hear people call it. Is right. that an old term?
0: No, it's a new term. For me, I, I, you'd call it M. It's
1: M, but to me, it's Molly. Okay, well, that's just, okay, that's just... Go on,
0: go on. doesn't matter.
1: So it, it vitalizes your or boosts your uh, neurotransmitters in your brain that produce serotonin so like the come down after you take MDMA isn't as bad um but if you take it just every day as a normal supplement without the ecstasy it supposedly just kind of boosts your mood and uh just gives you a more um like a cleaner more better disposition stable moods like if you get grumpy it might just make you be a little bit happier throughout the day like that's something like doing drugs like mdma makes you really aware of is like how your moods which you think sounds a
0: little bit like soma brave new world style
1: yeah i guess it's
0: like everything's okay
1: yeah but i would you know what i would say soma is just like alcohol or right. weed or right. your drug of choice yeah. it just makes everything feel okay you yeah know? Five HTP is like a natural supplement of just nutrition that just supposedly evens your brain. I I honestly am as am as stupid as I sound when I'm talking about it. It's okay. So
0: <laughs> it sounds like you at least read the back of the box. Though. And
1: hurt well, this is you know what Rogan doesn't say anything any much more than what I'm saying right now. Sure. You know, so that's fine. But he also says that he's an idiot. And that's you know why I like his podcast because he's humble. But um. And so the third uh, supplement I bought was a melatonin, which is actually the most that uh, helps you get to sleep. Noticeable one, like I noticed the effects of it the most out of all, all three of them.
0: Um, I've been meaning to ask you, I haven't yet, but how is the Alpha Brain? I, apparently, you're not on it anymore.
1: Okay, so the Alpha Brain does it? Does it affect your
0: dreams? Has is what two I to functions. To
1: one is yes, it's the dreams. Like, is, I wish I brought the bottle with me. It says, it has like in the directions. It's like, okay, first of all. To heighten the dream state. It says l- something very close to that. Take two, uh, one to two pills, uh, like four to six hours before falling asleep. So that's what I would do is like, uh, I think it's like, I don't know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Maybe in four to six hours I'll be sleeping.
0: Yeah, fat I, chance.
1: I pop, well, it depends on the night, but I, I pop my two alpha brains and bank on some great, crazy dreams. And? Uh,. Like, I've had crazy dreams, but... You don't
0: keep a dream journal, do but you?
1: I But I would know if I noticed a difference in the wackiness of my dreams. Like, I tend to have pretty wacky ones already, so I was hoping for the alpha brain to... What? You want more beer?
0: Oh, no. No. Well, yeah, I'm reaching
1: for one, but... Did you hold the mic closer?
0: No, no. What were you I'm doing? Just, I'm st- Here's the thing, man. When I'm sign languaging at you, <laughs> don't... uh Whatever. I was trying to encourage you to drink more beer because I noticed I was slightly slurring. Um and you sound very eloquent even with that stilted really? phrase. Yeah, you do.
1: Oh, you should have just said that. That's a that's a good compliment. I feel pretty drunk actually. Like I feel like I really feel the cookie. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what it is. That's what okay, it is. Okay, that's what why it is. Everything's so weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like Newcastle shouldn't make me feel this way. Dude, good thing we only took
1: uh, that, I a know. Quarter. That's why I was a little nervous. Normally I'd be like whatever. But the last two times I've had those cookies, it just like puts the lights out in a second. Uh, so what were we talking about? Oh yes. So The I, dreams. The dreams, right. So I, I you know, I can't say that I've noticed a difference. Mind you, what's this I hear about like it takes ninety days for nootropics to actually have an effect on your wait, body? Wait,
0: wait, wait a second. So you have ninety days for it to get an effect on your body, but what's the guarantee? Thirty days?
1: Uh thirty pills.
0: Oh, but still, if you're taking more than one a day, right. then how is that supposed to be some kind of guarantee? How are you supposed to be able to give it back?
1: If you don't know.
0: If you don't know until... Well, that's strange.
1: It's Well, is that true, though, about the 90 days to take effect? You just told me that. I don't know. No, I'm regurgitating something you said from your German guy. Oh,
0: the parasitum. Yeah. Yeah, paracetum apparently can take a while to actually get into your body and uh-huh. start giving you an effect. Mind you, I also don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Okay, so this, neither this of us is, really know. We don't know what we don't know, <coughs> right? We also don't know what we
1: know. So, but anyway, but, but the thing, the reason also that I went for the Alpha Brain at all was because Rogan says if you don't notice an effect or have any uh positive results from it, you can get your money back. We'll just refund your money. I'm going to let you keep
0: talking about this. Uh, I, I wish I had something to <laughs> tell you to talk about. I have about. I can keep talking.
1: Yeah, just keep talking. Don't worry um, about it. Evan's going I'll to the bathroom. save
0: the next bathroom break for okay. I'll have a subject for it.
1: Anyway. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> with the whole alpha brain situation at this point, I uh, it has no effect on me whatsoever. I'm taking two to before I fall asleep for crazy dreams, and then I take two after I wake up in the morning. Uh, with uh, light or no food. And supposedly when you take it during the day, it just enhances your uh, brain's ability to function. Like you just have a uh, better mem short-term memory, blah, 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 like I said before. Um, I didn't notice any of that shit. And I really didn't really notice anything with the new mood either, the 5-HTP supplement. It was, I took it uh, once right before I went to bed and I woke up with no hangover, which was really weird. And I thought that was the effect that it had on it. And I actually did take it with some MDMA, and it balanced me out. But I'm a little bit suspicious because sometimes I just have nights like that, and I wake up, and I just feel fine naturally. Like it's as if I just somehow dodged the hangover completely, and I'm just uh, my all of my body's natural chemicals happen to balance themselves out, and I don't have a hangover. I'm not really so those. I can't tell if it's a case like that or whether the new mood is actually solving those problems for me hey, you know what i think with the Very new interesting with, with <laughs> that's that thanks for listening what? to everything i just that said that was Evan.
0: great that was great uh, Neil, uh i i think it uh,
1: evan's back by the way <laughs> in, case you haven't noticed. in case you haven't heard his voice already um
0: it was a little weird walking in hearing you talk to yourself
1: i was i was talking to the millions <laughs> is that what we're shooting for millions i think so okay how many how many people does like stern reach Maybe uh, probably millions. not millions. Probably not millions. Yeah, millions, dude. Is it millions, dude? Millions. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He's
0: on. He's on uh, satellite I'm radio.
1: With, I'm bad with population sizes and how many people.
0: Um, I'm something. pretty sure Rogan effectively, effectively reaches hundreds of thousands.
1: Oh, I'm sure he does. That sounds right. Uh, Do you want one, by the way? Yeah, sure. I will smoke a cigarette while I podcast.
0: Don't let your mom deep hear. Deep into
1: the night. Don't let my mom hear. Well, yeah. Yeah, I told
0: my parents that I quit.
1: Nice. See, uh, as far as smoking and and me goes, I I don't consider myself a smoker. Like, I don't buy cigarettes. If people have them, I will sometimes rudely ask for them.
0: No, it's not that rude because you don't do it as often as some people. Okay, I know a lot of people who don't consider
1: themselves smokers. That's good to know. And
0: yet, every time you go out for a cigarette, I consider myself at this point now, unfortunately, a smoker.
1: I feel like if you, which is a
0: weird transition, and I don't know where the line was, but I'll go out for a cigarette, and these non-smoker folks will come out and just ask for one, which is fine. I, I, the the, one of the reasons that I smoke is because it's a social thing to do with people, right? (laughs) But after a while, it's like, man, you've probably smoked a hundred or more of my cigarettes, and you don't think you're a smoker? Are you talking about me right now? No, no, no. That's not at all. Kind of what I just said is like. No, but what I'm trying to tell you is that you're not one of those people.
1: Okay, but I feel like I bum a lot of cigarettes.
0: Especially uh,
1: considering I yeah, haven't. But
0: no, it's okay. It's okay.
1: Okay, fine. Anyway.
0: Anyway, um, I, I, put your mic closer to your mouth. I, I feel weird just saying that. I wish I could just mime
1: it. Uh, you should have a. Oh, that's close. That's okay. That's maybe too close. That's okay. Okay.
0: I'll just I'll work with the levels here. We'll just fix, we'll just, fix
1: it in the mix. Just say
0: microphone. <laughs> I want to show you something. Or you see this? Yeah.
1: And then you see that? That's me just talking now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. <sighs> okay. I have a big problem with this because I listen to podcasts all the time that I, I hear are poorly produced. Right. And it really fucking pisses me off. It's
0: it's easy. It's easy because we're joking about fixing it in the mix, but we have two tracks going right now. It doesn't take that long just to compress everything down, make it sound okay. Yeah. But for one in particular, I don't know if we're thinking about the same one. I don't want to diss anybody, but the Duncan Trussell podcast sometimes is I heard really it, shittily. You know mixed.
1: what? On that note, I th- I feel like we have free reign to talk shit about podcasts. I feel like okay. that's important. Okay, but no, I don't want to
0: talk shit about it because it's one of my favorite podcasts. It is a great. That's but the but thing. But at the same time, it's like I think we, yo can, man, yeah. You, like, it would take you maybe 20, 30 minutes after the fact that you recorded it just to listen to it and yeah. make sure it sounds okay. But you know what? If you're doing it all the time, you probably stop listening to it every time.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, not going listen Could you to imagine this. if you did, uh, yeah, like an hour, three hour long podcast. And then had to listen to yeah. it all over again. Yeah. A lot of the big podcasts, especially like This American Life for sure. But even podcasts like Rogan and even like something like DVD ESA, which he produced without any hopes of making back any money. They pay people to be technicians and that's exactly what you need of watching the length and they'll they will do this invisible inaudible signals it's all invisible Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the guys but like i don't know i i only brought that up because it just seems unnatural to me like I, i want the podcast to be just like a normal natural conversation even if it was a
0: normal natural conversation i would say i don't want to i don't want to call them out on it
1: I no, no, want I'm talking. I'm, I'm referencing. I sorry, talk th- shit about I'm it. referencing the invisible miming stuff. I'm not talking about talking shit.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> I understand. But see, so in a like normal conversation, I wouldn't have nothing to say about holding anything close to your face.
1: You would just do a signal.
0: No, because you wouldn't be holding a microphone. We would just be talking. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, fine. Do the I invisib- feel very
0: very close to you right now, Invisible. by the way. Invisible, you're in my. I know,
1: my, same my same head. here. <laughs> Probably since I started talking closer to the microphone, <laughs> you noticed that. Maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, this is this is all technical babble that we will sort out later. But as far as talking shit about podcasts, I'm all for it. It happens in natural conversation, so should, we should mimic that in this podcast. Of course. And Duncan Trussell has a great podcast. Uh I I haven't noticed a quality with his, but maybe because I don't listen to it that much. I was, it was one of the first ones I heard when I started listening to Rogan cuz he yeah. was on Rogan all the time and he was an interesting guy. So I listened to a few of his podcasts, but honestly, I think he's better as like as a guest. As a You know what? He's best as just like one of 3 or 4. But at
0: the same time like In terms of podcasting, I don't listen to anybody's ads, but I listen to Duncan Trussell's ads.
1: He has his preambles the, the, are amazing. Whatever
0: the fuck he talks about in terms of like nature box or whatever, something about basically somehow it all revolves around like Ramdas and, and being also mindful. Satanism.
1: And also Satanism and, and just and weird goo porn like, out of orifices. I've it's done great. lots of acid. Yeah.
0: It's it's an amazing thing to listen to. But
1: even his just preambles to his podcasts where he's talking about something roughly related to the theme of what his guest is gonna be talking about. But he just goes on into this crazy improv, and then the demons will come. And <laughs> exactly, he, and it's, he it's has beautiful. Kind of like, like um, like a lesbian trucker. I've heard his voice recalled too, and he has kind of a list <laughs> where he, he's just talking about. Walking his dog down by the L.A. River. Hey, man. Hey, man. Have you heard seeing the new Oculus listen, Rift? Do you know what they do in prisons? They take you and put you in a box and lock you away from society where you can't... He just has the best, like, acid guy voice. It's almost yeah. a cliche. But it's perfect. But it's great. And he's also just like to to a it. human being who, you know, is just like a normal guy as yeah. well. It happens to be him. Yeah. So, anyway his the quality of his podcast is uh, Chris Ryan too. He records it on I haven't
0: actually heard any of Chris Ryan's individual podcasts but oh, I've heard really? him and Duncan Trussell doing their doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Have you read Sex at Dawn?
1: No. I've just listened to him on his podcast enough talking about it. Do you think it's worth reading?
0: I, I yeah, I've read it. I this was at a time in my life where I was dead set on open relationships. Right. And you have the confirmation bias basically which is that you seek out information that confirms your own beliefs in order to reconfirm them again Uh and so you know i was talking to people about being in an open relationship and they recommended this book and so i read it and the person i was in a relationship with at the time was i guess um begrudgingly going along with it um which is
1: wait are you talking about what i think you're talking about
0: Um, this has happened a few times, actually. Um, But when I first got this book, this was before I moved to Montreal. Uh, Okay, okay. And uh, so I read it, and it was just like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. Like, you should read this. And so I got her to read it, and she was like, okay, wow, yeah, that makes so much sense. (laughs) But as much sense that it makes for an individual, it's not something, what I've found, and maybe why I'm, I guess at this point, just saying, fuck it, I don't think it's going to work. Is that I think it can work for very particular people if both people walk into a relationship, right? Wanting that exactly. beforehand, but if you walk into the relationship and then one one partner goes, oh, and by the way, I think that we should
1: see other people, right? Well, it's it's never going to work. Well, also, also the thing about um, relationships in general is that like they're purely driven by your emotions, right? And yeah. which are have up to that point been built up by all of society's of cultural constructs, including monogamous relationships. And so, you, yeah, you can rationally say people aren't really necessarily designed to handle monogamous relationships. Sure, here's a bookload <laughs> of data to support that.
0: Yeah, but it's not going to change. And who it's not going not not to be like
1: then a girl will be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, or a guy for that matter. But like. You still have all of your emotional stuff that you can't, you're not in control of. And the only way you can really control that is to like, you know, really, really dive into it and address it. And I feel like
0: sometimes it can even make it worse. Like if you are somebody who doesn't believe in, whether you believe in it or not, I'm not, it's not a religion. But whether you feel inclined along that persuasion or not, knowing the facts or I guess somebody's version of the facts contradicting your own belief Mm -hmm. might even make it harder. You might feel guilty, or you just about get de- or, feeling the or, way that yeah, you do, or, or you
1: just get defensive and be like, "Well, that's not me. I'm a special person. The, my feelings are more powerful than that." Yeah. Or blah blah blah, or or the opposite, where you do go along with it. You're like, "Yeah, okay," but in your heart, you're like, "No, I don't." This makes me feel shitty. Exactly. You know, and so I agree. I I think it can only work if communication is just infallible. You know. Well,
0: that's the thing, and th- like that's that's one of the key tenets of. I mean a lot of people talk about it differently, but like if you are wanting to be in an open relationship with somebody, communication is key. And I know a lot of people say like, Okay, well let's just know that we're in an open relationship and anything you do outside of the relationship I just don't want to keep it hear to yourself. It. I don't want to hear about but it, blah that's, blah, blah that's
1: something that's clearly established. Exactly. Like you've had a long conversation exactly. about that. mechanism. So you choose
0: either to do it that way or the right. way that, like, or we, I don't know. A lot of people,
1: or use some people it, do want to know. Yeah. So some some tell do me what you're doing.
0: And it gets you kind of bring it into your own sexual relationship. You right. say like, In whatever with this person, and like, yeah. here I am, but I actually want to be with you. And it's or you like do, yeah, or just like probably shoot right? the
1: shit and tell stories about it. Mm-hmm. And that could be fun if you're if you're comfortable with that. But like, yeah.
0: But if you're not, then it's just torture.
1: Yeah. I mean, fucking regular. When you're playing the rules of the monogamous relationship, it's fucked up and you're addressing all these deep emotional problems within each other, let alone bringing in the whole je- jealousy thing. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, I
0: I, don't know. I think, I mean, everything's a spectrum. Everything falls along a spectrum. I don't think anything's black and white. For me personally, even when I'm in a monogamous relationship and I decide this is what I want to do, I only want to be with this person mm-hmm. – it's not like I'm magically and instantly not attracted to anybody that I see.
1: In fact, by setting rules like that, by saying, "Ooh, I'm not allowed to sleep with this person," yeah, it ignites something even more powerful. In terms it's like of your light.
0: parents telling you to clean your room when you were about to clean it anyway. Yeah,
1: or like, or saying, "Like, you can't. You're not allowed to watch this movie." Yeah, or like, or that, you're, that's you're not like, allowed to drink. Yeah, that's. I, I, I saw something drink. on the internet today, <laughs>
0: Wait, which was it was uh, on a website, and it said, "I, um, I bet you won't click this button."
1: Right. And you clicked it.
0: No, I didn't click it. I was about to click it and I was like, "Wait a second. This is that's, I that's would pretty not corny. I would not have clicked this button in any other circumstance. But right. I got this like little bit of competitive thing going on. I was You're like, like, maybe I will." Yeah, maybe I will fucking click it. But the then button. you realize
1: this is a dumb ad that is Who knows what it was or whatever. I'm pretty proud that I didn't click it. Right. <laughs> did you click exit or did you I just went to a new thing. A new page, okay. Yeah,
0: a new thing. New tab.
1: Whole new thing. Well,
0: yeah. The, the computer thing has been magical the past couple of
1: days. So tell this little mini story. Your, your computer. It's not even that
0: cool. My computer, I I had a frayed computer charger. Uh, instead of spending the $80 to get a new charger, I decided to solder it back together. Um, soldered it back together, plugged it in. It was working for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden, my computer didn't turn on. Very positive that it was because of what I did to my charger. Anyway, I knew it was going to cost a lot of money to get repaired, so I put it off for a couple months. Like, a, a good two months without a computer.
1: Like, since Rosencrantz and Gildenstein.
0: That was the exact time that Which it happened. Because that's
1: when your, your charger when got That was in happened.
0: April? Uh, May. In May. Okay, so yeah. a really long time.
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was May.
0: In any case, I was doing sound design for one of Andrew's plays. Um, I built a whole bunch of stuff on my computer. My computer decided not to turn on... Whether or, whether or not I had something to do with it is not important. But I didn't have a computer for a couple months uh, because I didn't have the money to pay for it or the repair. I took it into the Apple store, and they told me that I had AppleCare on it. You just told me a, I had dude, the extended you, warranty. You've been
1: suffering over this broken in, computer. it keyed
0: in at that moment. Like I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I remember specifically buying this extended warranty. So I just suffered without a computer for way too long. Anyway, I got
1: it back. <laughs> but there's probably been so many moments of like anger and frustration and conflictedness about paying for it and like No, no. You know what? In fact, it was actually kind of liberating.
0: You, um, you okay. Oh, so I you just, just decided to live without it. The only thing that bothered me is that coming into the studio and trying to make music wasn't a possibility. Wasn't an option anymore. I yeah, was recording sucks. things on my iPhone. Like right. I it, it hey, that's, that sucked. It's cool that you can do that, but still, it sucked. Or, um, or that
1: you're still willing to do that. Yeah. you know, because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, I don't have my computer. Eh, I won't record music today."
0: Well, that that was definitely a part of it. I didn't come here as often as I should have, but so anyway, I would go in. They tell me they have the AppleCare, and I've got the computer back, and I spent like a good like eight or nine hours in front of that computer, like just organizing. And like with the facade of having an organized life, like I mm-hmm. plugged in all my calendar events and I, like, right. separated all my porn into different <laughs> folders, like based That's on huge. what it was. And like, I'm at the point now. Well, I don't even hide it. I don't put it in a weird folder that says like not porn. Just like whatever. It's my computer. There's no porn in here. Yeah, folder. No porn. Uh, yeah, but like just organized <laughs> everything. Like, oh, good, answered all my good. emails. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. And then I realized like. Tabs. Tabs are a very, very,
1: very dangerous thing. Because you'll, you'll be. You have so many tabs open. Whenever I go to your internet, it's always like <laughs> 20 tabs. I have like five tabs, and I'm yeah. like getting stressed out a little <laughs> no, bit. No, what I like to do is like, like I'll, oh, go, man, on, I'll go on Reddit
0: up? or something like that, right. and I'll see interesting things. I'll be like, open a new tab, open a new tab, open a new tab. Oh, okay, a new and then you tab. go back to it. And then I okay, go through it. So instead of checking one thing at a time, going back, seeing the next thing, I just like kind of curate it all, like your um, uh, your uh, super efficient Tinder app,
1: like the liker app. That's what yeah. it's called, okay. liker. Liker, it like likes more efficiently for yeah, you. Yeah.
0: So instead of instead of just going one at a time, you can see everything in front of you and then right. decide where you're gonna go. Right. 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 Any success with that, by the way?
1: Uh, I've gotten a couple of matches, but they've all been... I, ca- I can't tell if the liker app has its own notification system. Probably not. I feel like it goes through... It just channels it through your Tinder. So I've gotten like two matches in the last... Did you to them? F- I didn't like really like either of them. Hmm. So Here's the thing. The I only try-
0: interaction... Uh, meaningful? I don't know what to call it. But the only interaction I've had with anybody on that app happened last week. Was talking to her, you know, for a good yep. few hours, and uh, then as soon as I said, "Hey, uh, do you want to do something this Friday?"
1: Nothing. Radio. I've gotten. Silence. I've gotten that as well. I was like what? It's uh, it's okay. It's, it's a weird uh, game. Um, sure. Because like okay, well I, I've actually gone th- and had a very good relationship. Not a meaningful one but i got a very positive casual relationship out of using tinder model girl model yeah model girl and she we just started talking on tinder and i actually the conversation just fizzled out after a while but then i went back and i found it again and i sent another message like hey what's up and this and then it continued from there and we ended up meeting up and just like having great casual sex for like a few like three weeks
0: exactly like what it was designed for.
1: And then yeah, and it was right. And then whatever that happens match.com, you're not sure. looking for a, a but, but people girls use it as that sometimes. And I I don't know. I feel like it's
0: the, they use it for the exact opposite. And I don't want to this is like starting a sentence off with I'm not racist, but I don't want to sound sexist when I say this, but I feel like that a lot of women and probably a lot of men as well uh, use the app just as kind of like a little confidence booster they don't want right. to see anything through they don't want to follow through just the fact but when that you, you open up match. your your phone
1: and you see like 75 Ooh, match. matches it's just like then you're like oh people oh, people I like I'm hot it's, yeah it's just it's just putting time into having the feeling of Having strangers like your yeah picture. It's just like, it's like going out in, in a nice dress
0: and not wanting to go home with anybody. Right. Or uh, yeah, yeah, okay, going yeah. out in a nice shirt and pants and also not wanting to uh, go home with anybody. Sure,
1: just looking fucking great. Yeah. And having people be like, "Yo, you look really good tonight." But yeah. I don't know. Tin. Uh, I I use it every day. It's it's mindless entertainment, and it's it. it you know what? I use it for that very purpose. When I get a match, and I'm like, I get that little warm feeling inside. Like, yeah. somebody,
0: thinks cool. somebody thinks I'm cool. Somebody thinks I'm cool. Somebody thinks I'm cool out there.
1: But like that just points. But then to you talk to them, and
0: then it's like, wait,
1: shit, I'm not cool, Ugh. or or not cool or enough, or she didn't really want anything, anyways, or whatever it is. But mm. anyway, I have you. You've never met somebody through Tinder?
0: Never. I okay before because uh, you're I, the one who introduced it to me. And yeah, mistakenly it. when I said that the only interaction I had with somebody was last week, I had one uh, this winter. And well, there was a
1: girl you were going to meet up with. I was with. going to meet up with her.
0: Uh, she had the most intriguing picture ever. It was just, it was her hair like covering her face.
1: Right. See, I get very suspicious of those types of pictures. I love it. But I just I assume that she's not it. attractive.
0: Well, but here's the thing it's just the thrill. Right. So I swiped, right. We started talking. Still had no idea what she looks like. Um, we had great conversations. We exchanged numbers. We were texting for a while. And then I got really drunk and was like hey let's meet up right now i just want to see her face i just the want to see her
1: face this is what women want uh, no, no.
0: Hey! and so she texted me a picture of her face <laughs> so i was like oh wow me. i did great like this this is cool i'm actually communicating with somebody that i like potentially could be sexually attracted to right. and just totally ruined it because i was like let's meet up right now i mean, uh, like i'm oh, uh, let's man. <laughs> yeah so needless to say we did not meet up
1: yeah, it's the, the sabotage I've done the sabotage. Do you find so your voice sounds really weird in your own ears? Uh, it's it's a weird balance between hearing what, uh, like what I hear my voice as no- normally every day, just through my own head, versus then this little cut of what it sounds on recording through the headphones. Yeah, and then, so I feel like
0: mine is a lot more high pitched than I think it is. Yeah, but I think I, I think, think your voice sounds like deeper
1: to you. Yeah, to me it. Uh, uh,
0: I can't even do it. I can't even do it. How? Yeah. <laughs> but I sound like a... Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. You always sound cooler in your head. And I think it's only because I think you sound the same at the end of the day. Like, your idea of what you sound like I think is the same as what people hear. But when you hear what other people hear, it's just jarring because... It's like oh, it's something different than what I think. Yeah. Wait, what is this? What? Who is this weird guy? Yeah. <laughs> so I have this ongoing character of every every you know a few months or something. I hear my own voice or see myself on camera, and I'm just like, the fuck is that guy?
0: Yeah, and I get the weird moments like I I've, um, not particularly in music, but just like having uh r- recordings like ongoing playing a few songs, yeah. doing jam sessions, and hearing myself speak. Like wow, I sound like really Canadian. Yeah. You in particular, you've got one, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a tick. Not a tick. It's just a a, a a, way that you speak. But when you say so, instead of saying so, you say saw, saw, saw. You know what?
1: I can tell you exactly what that is. It's from listening to DVD ASA. Really? Because that's how David Cho says so. Is he from like the Northeast? No, but he has this weird like low way of saying it that I think I've picked up Am I, I might just be self-conscious about it and maybe I say it like that way all right. the time but no you do say so so you say so also you also, start
0: your, most of your sentences with so so
1: <laughs> also Danielle our friend says that she has like a really Canadian accent yeah even though well, she's I don't know
0: who is Danielle i call her something else but we're not going to get into details okay yeah D well no her middle name or whatever
1: is on her Facebook. Right. Doesn't matter. It right. Doesn't matter. Because you will never find out what her Facebook is. Um, you one or two. Okay. Listeners. But I, I like I like being aware of those vocal ticks because I think, because I don't know if it's my natural voice or like something I've adopted from something else that I. I thought it was just like pure Canadiana. Just pure Canadian. I hope that's what it is. That's better than like I, I hope, heard some guy in a I podcast. I hope that's what it is. I hope that's what it is. See, I never thought I had a Canadian accent. I was always like man people in australia sound like this and people in england they talk like this and understand, you know here's
0: something interesting about accents
1: I and i'm like <laughs> i just talk like a normal person <laughs> i'm just me man i'm just i'm just a natural guy um
0: i i dated a girl from paris for about a year um and i think i might have like a, a bitchy french girl fetish
1: like french not just french language but like you've dated other bitchy french girls no, but when no I see offense. them on the street, you I'm just like,
0: oh, I want you to be so rude to me. But, Whoa, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a, a sadist a bit. But what
1: uh, – Well, maybe you just like girls to – I just like
0: attitude, man.
1: You just like attitude. Well, it makes them like – is it like the hard-to-get thing? Like where Yeah, it's it, totally it, that. It's just it's like – It's totally that. But in any case – Because you must be totally turned off by girls who are like, oh, you're so hot. I can't – stand it. It's the worst it thing sucks. ever. <laughs> Which is You're the like, stupidest you know, oh.
0: thing ever because it's like, well, what
1: That would be no. easier if I was attracted to oh that because then I could sleep with all these ugly girls who are fawning all over me. Well,
0: in any case, no, we're not going <laughs> to define people by hot, ugly, whatever. But, we're evolved people here. Right? Um, but something that she told me, I told her that like I absolutely loved her French accent. When she spoke English with a French accent or in her accent, uh-huh. it was the most... Oh, it was the most beautiful thing ever. She talked a bit like this uh, instead of the TH. It's the, like, should you say c She and should the, be
1: dressed in a French maid costume. And I'm in the movie where people... Oh, and she had
0: like tattoos all over her body. Oh, no. Anyway, I was saying I was a little embarrassed to speak French around her. Mm-hmm. Um, or because my accent wasn't as developed at that point. Um but what she told me is that it's the exact same thing for French people to hear somebody speaking French with, with an English accent, the English accent it's also kind of alluring, you know, because it's a little bit, something a little bit different. They're speaking in your native right. tongue. It's a little bit, they got a little novelty, got a
1: little novelty to it. Yeah, exactly. And, it's like-
0: and that's what I realized. Like really any accent is m- like any accent that is away from your, you know, natural state of being in your place. is just, it's kind of alluring, you know, like I, a German accent or a French accent or a South African accent. Is there any whatever. accent
1: that you're really not attracted to?
0: Mm. <sighs> um, a really, really heavy Quebecois accent,
1: unfortunately. I agree 100%.
0: And it sucks because I love everything about Quebec. I've been here for three years. I love the people. I dated a Quebecois for uh, the
1: better part of a year. But she had like her own weird accent. It's almost it's 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 like it's not a Quebecois accent because I think a Quebecois accent has just a certain state of arrival yeah. to it where you're like this is just how I speak English yeah fuck you
0: fuck you man but, I uh, I speak from my chest uh, I like uh, to but, say uh and uh, but
1: sometimes sometimes you have the accent where it's the person trying really hard to speak with a good English and accent that's and then amazing. so you just have this beautiful way of like oh man it's an accent where. It almost sounds like perfect English, except the odd word. Exactly, where it's like, oh, and this. About it's it. just the odd like, and this like, I don't yeah. say the th sound. Yeah, everything else sounds totally normal. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just a little, a little, some, a little cork that makes it more interesting. Well, uh, was this reason. model
0: um, that we were talking about earlier? Was she? Where's she from? That's
1: exactly what she had. Okay. It was like I speak normal, fluent English, except the odd word just sounds a bit weird. But uh, the, I just tried to do the weird in a Quebec, but that just sounded like a Quebec accent. But you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Oh man, oh man. So I, I think we talked about the What's our time, by the way?
0: I would say we're probably about an hour and twenty.
1: An hour and uh, twenty is your let's guess. See. I think it's longer than that.
0: Uh no, seventy-seven minutes, so an hour and seventeen.
1: Right on, right on the money. Um, but w- one th- one idea that I have for this podcast going forward is to like pick a like a very specific theme of the podcast, and to at least start the podcast around that theme, whatever it is. Sure. And so maybe it can just devolve into a conversation about something completely different, but. We'll start it talking about something specific, and so I thought a good idea for the fir- very first podcast. I know we're at seventy-seven minutes into this already, but it's just to talk about podcasts. Yeah, so we kind of touched liked. on that before. We but talked, but yeah, we brought it up before, but now let's let's actually dive into it. So, like I said, I listen to podcasts every so. day. So, so, so <laughs> up here in Canada, <laughs> I listen to some podcasts anyway. I listen to Rogan and. This uh, This American Life Radio Lab um, this uh, DVD ASA um, uh, what else do I listen to DVD ASA is over now I don't listen to that anymore because it finished but I listen to uh, Dan Carlin History Hardcore um, Hardcore History (laughs) Hardcore either way History Hardcore History Um, Sean Cullen is a Canadian comedian who has a really really great podcast but he doesn't do it very often anymore um
0: Sean Cullen,
1: he's was he like a, a, a like a YTV guy? It's possible. I only know him from um, like fairly contemporary Canadian comedy, like Just for Laughs, sure. he would be featured in, or he'd. What does he look like? He's sort of stocky. He looks. He's like um, uh, Paul Blart sort of look, <laughs> except okay, yeah, I'm not thinking the same one. He doesn't look like. I'm
0: thinking of the East Indian guy that Sean something something something. He was a host um, on uh, The Zone. The Zone.
1: Yeah. No, no. oh d- Different guy. Okay. But um, anyway, he has a really funny podcast. And uh, I don't know. So to me, there's different sort of types of podcasts. You have the... Um, oh, fucking Mark Maron is another huge one that I listen to every day. Oh. So <coughs> you have the um, interview podcast where it's just where it's just, oh, man, there's such a big difference. (laughs) I I apologize in advance for the difference in sound. I'm going to try to compress it. We'll see what actually happens. Anyway, you have the the interview podcast, which is just uh, one regular host who brings on different guests every week, and they just have a conversation for um, usually about an hour, maybe two hours. Um, In the case of Joe Rogan, it's a three-hour conversation. Um, And so that... there's only a few that I listen to and I've heard them done really well. And I've heard them done badly. And, but the ones that I like most are the ones that just get as close to a normal conversation with these people as you could have. Here's
0: the thing that I was a little bit uh, trepidatious about when we first started this or even before that was the fact that it's easy to have a three hour conversation with somebody when they have a lot of interesting things they're doing in their life. Right. You know, like, he's usually talking to celebrities or a specialist in their field or, you know, or just like guys. a really
1: super interesting person. Yeah.
0: Um, so I guess we'll see how this goes. So the idea of guests is very intriguing <laughs> at the same time. It's just going to be very, I think it's going to be a little incestuous, which might be but okay. You People know, might you know be, what be, be though? Be I've heard,
1: I've heard podcasts where the guest is just some guy's buddy. Yeah, and it's just like this person's friend. This is one of the things I liked about DVD ASA a lot. Like, say you want what you want about David Cho. He's a dick. He like always interrupts people. Blah blah blah. But he just will bring on the most random guests that he knows, just fellow artists or um, just his friends that he happens to know from school or whatever it is. And this happens all the time on other podcasts too. Like Chris Ryan had an amazing podcast with just his friend from college, I think. And he told tells this insane story about. Um, his best friend having an affair with his mom and they ended up oh, they ended wow. up together
0: the the child and the mother
1: yeah, like his best friend and his mother were having this secret affair that he didn't know about
0: wait his best friend and his mother and or his, the best friend and the best friend's the, mother
1: his best friend and his mother oh, okay yeah, okay yeah. that's a little less a little weird. less weird but it makes for a pretty funny story when you consider that they actually ended up together and like are still wow together anyway it was just an amazing story that just like a random guy told sure and so like I think if you make it just a comfortable conversation setting, which I think the best um, podcasts that have interesting guests do, like somewhere like Rogan,
0: we've got the chairs,
1: we've got the chairs, and and you just make get get the podcast to a point where people are just comfortable talking as if they're not being recorded, um, then y- people just open up. And I think yeah, I think people I'm, I'm, in another sense, I'm over
0: are, it at this point.
1: I'm pre- I'm getting there. You're getting I don't want I don't want to just say I'm completely unselfconscious, right? But you know. I'm still trying to make my voice sound lower. And I think think it'll get even better as we record more. But somebody like Marin, somebody like Joe Rogan, they're just really good at um, putting themselves on the table to a degree in terms of their own specific point of view that I think engages people who, yes, maybe have a book that they just published or something like this, but it just engages them into just a normal conversation Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, idiosyncratic stories that... Um, Just go on and on. What's going on 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 your telephone today, Evan?
0: (laughs) I I do have to make some kind of concerted effort. Um, I left a message in the void saying, let me know what's happening. To who? Uh, I've got like a nice little Facebook thread going on with um, one, two, three, five people. Okay. They're my buddies. Um, Or my budettes and buddy. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, just keep breathing in that. Uh, I gotta see what's, uh, so happening. Gotta see
1: what's happening with the people.
0: Well, yeah, I just have to say, like, you know, I'm not, uh, dead.
1: Okay. But anyway, going back so, to... So, okay, going all
0: I'm gonna say is yo.
1: Yo. yo. Okay, fine. Going back to what I was saying before about... Oh, uh, no, I just said two. 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 Anyway. <laughs> two. What's, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Two. Two. Go on. Two, two, two. Um... So, uh, that's one style of podcast. It's just the straight interview podcast where you have one regular host and usually one guest. I think Mark Maron does it really well. Rogan does it really well. Um, Another guy I actually really like listening to is Brett Easton Ellis, I think, has a great...
0: I tried listening to his first one, and the problem was it was so poorly produced. I couldn't listen to it. Really? Yeah. He's gotten
1: better. Okay. Well, that's
0: (laughs) good to know. But the the levels are so fucked up, I couldn't even listen to it.
1: Really? Yeah. It sucked. I heard one... From a guy um, who was on, uh, I think he was on uh, Chris Ryan or some comedian or some comedians podcast or something, and he was just telling great stories about um, Las Vegas and Ooh, he has a podcast. I know the name of his podcast, but I don't remember his name. His podcast is called Insensitivity Training. Okay, and the first couple of episodes, it's, it was. Unlistenable. It was one voice was so loud <laughs> that I had to turn my iPod down. But in order to hear the other person's voice, I had to turn my iPod up. So it was just one loud and one, li- and it was just like I can't. You guys are telling great stories, but I can't listen to this because it hurts my ears. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So anyway, Brett Easton Ellis has a really good one. He talks a lot about um. Talks a lot about movies and. Just TV shows, and he's very has a very specific point of view about everything. For those who
0: don't know who he is, he's the writer of American Psycho. He, yeah, he
1: wrote American Psycho and Less Than Zero and Glamour and all these novels and stuff like that. And American Psycho is a great, I, I never actually read the book all the way through, but I, nor have I. Um, but yeah, I've heard great things about the book. It's just like way crazier than apparently there's one part in the book where he cuts a girl's head off and just sticks it on his boner. And like runs around his <laughs> hotel room or his apartment building. That's a
0: very powerful bone. heads are very heavy.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that was the image that, <laughs> that they didn't do in the movie. Huh. Um, if you don't know anything about the movie at all, this will also sound pretty crazy. <laughs> but but um, <coughs>
0: it's a staple, though. I feel like y- right. Peop- you, American Psycho is a cultural staple. You right. need to actually. You need to see the movie. You should see
1: it. It's a great movie. Yeah. But anyway, he has just like a great. He's a, you know, he might be, I don't, you know, I don't even care about his writing that much. He's just makes for a good podcast. Anyway, sure. then you have the podcast like this American life or Radiolab which is just like really polished. It's perfect. Pristinely pres- pr- uh, produced yeah. and it's, it, it is journalism. Like it's yeah. factual reporting on yeah. real life stories that have happened. But the beautiful thing they do is they just pick us like, like we are wanting to do is like pick a theme. Like something like Radiolab would do is like, whoops. And then it's three stories about somebody making a dumb mistake. Yeah, and it's usually like a crazy scientist. Have you ever heard or a study um, about something? This is
0: definitely not the opera, CBC.
1: DNTO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's also a great one. They pick a subject. They've got the same music every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so delightful.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, and CBC is huge too in terms of like uh, what I love about just talk radio uh, because they have shows like. Q, which is like a pretty Q. good
0: quirks and quirks, quirks and quirks, and, yeah, and D-N-T-O, um, or ideas. Is ideas yeah. is the
1: craziest one because yeah. they pick weird stuff. Yeah, it's great. Like they've done, they did one that was just like a whole history. They do one where it's like a whole history of Wikipedia, and they talk to mm-hmm. actual people who are regulars on Wikipedia, and they actually wow. dive into how it works. Or they do a whole story about um, hospitals surrounding the um, uh, Canadian. Um, what's the? I sound like a total ignorant douchebag right now. What well, the but Canadian Shield? No, 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 like how... Uh, the, the border? The schools for native uh, children, like the... Reservations? The reservations. No, 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 no. Ah. I'm such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: are you talking about? Um, Describe it.
1: Okay, okay. In British Columbia and all over Canada, there was this uh, awful thing that happened to uh, Native Amer, Not American, Native Canadian mm-hmm. children where they were just put in uh, these special schools, and it was I this, know what you're talking about. What is that called?
0: Um, the... Something schools. Now I sound like a douchebag <sighs> too because I don't know what it is. And we're
1: just like privileged white people. Oh we really God, we haven't had to deal with it.
0: Um, um, I know what you're talking Re- about.
1: Resid- Residential schools. Residential school system. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, and it's just these underfunded shitholes where they just well, gathered. they don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. What's crazy but
0: is that there's still such horrible conditions for they were still people th- living on horrible,
1: horrible conditions. In these schools that and all these kids just used, ended up getting abused in these like places that just weren't looked after at all. And, and they're and,
0: told never to speak their own language. They had to learn English. Yeah, they yeah, had yeah. to worship God.
1: But my point was that there was this whole idea show about. The hospitals that would deal with those cases and how they would—they right. would, they, it was equally underfunded and just awful conditions. And so they just like expand on stuff like that, that you people idiots like us never really hear about. So it, it made enough of an impression that I can talk about it now, even as horribly as I am. But whatever.
0: But it, it made anyway. it enough of an effect on you to sit in a chair and think about it.
1: Exactly, and I mean, I'm just like at <laughs> you're what not doing, doing anything it? about it. but Exactly. You're thinking about it. Well, it's better than not thinking about it. Really? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. I agree. Because <laughs> at least there's the <laughs> I was about it opens to challenge you for a moment, but I realized that no, I, I that it, the, the that it way. opens
1: the possibility of doing it, as, and you, know, you just want to be aware of your surroundings yeah. whether you're going to do something or not. Hey, but,
0: I've got a weird uh, uh, request. What? Or uh, do you want to switch mics to see how it goes? Just to see. Okay, yeah, let's it's try. It's a it. really fun mic to hold. Okay.
1: This is not a fun mic to hold.
0: No, this testing is okay. this is okay yeah. i like this you is sound a lot warmer th- i sound a lot less warm
1: Co- a lot colder yeah this is much warmer damn it much warmer i damn. shouldn't have suggested we'll, that we'll change back
0: um do you have to pee
1: do you i don't i don't know, I don't. I don't. I don't know. you have I'm to go wondering. you have to
0: go again here's the thing i've been drinking a lot more than you man just saying okay i know fine. it's not a competition but uh so now i have the opportunity to um Give you some kind of something to talk about. I could
1: just keep talking, also about what I was talking about before, though.
0: You could, but uh, Should we just have a, just
1: a huge digression. Yeah, I think, totally. I think Let's digress. What, what I've noticed about this show is just like it's constant digressions. Like we'll make a concerted effort to talk about something, <laughs> and then just completely veer away. Well,
0: well, yeah, the same thing that would happen in natural conversation, which is right. what we're trying for. Okay, good. So good. Okay, I, go want, pee, go pee. I want, are, I, about, about? Um, I want you to talk about, I want you to talk about. Um, being an Anglophone in Montreal. Okay. Uh,
1: it sucks, man. It, uh, the thing about being an Anglophone in Montreal is that there's not, the, unless you're really motivated and have the time and just personal motivation to learn the language, you're not going to. Unless, like, it's not like moving to France where nobody speaks any English at all. And you just have to learn French. You just have to, to live, to go through your day. You just have to know French. In Montreal, everybody speaks English. And if you are even just a little bit lazy or you're just a little bit not willing to put in the effort, or you're just really fucking busy and have your own life to live, you're not going to learn French. I've lived in Montreal for four years uh, no, this would, yeah, this is uh, for this is going into my fifth year of living in Montreal, and I know n- no more French than I did when I came. I mean, I learned a little bit, but it hasn't gained at all. And it's like, am I a douchebag for not putting the effort in? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but like I said, like, there's no real fire under your ass to really go for it. Um, the only thing I think that would really motivate me is if I got a French girlfriend who didn't speak any English. I think that would, who I was really into, that would really make me learn French, but that hasn't happened at all. Even one who speaks English, which is really sad. I just want true love. That's all I want. Anyway, um, Anglophone in Montreal, that's basically it. You get by speaking English. You sometimes sound obnoxious and lazy, but, you know, so it goes. I want to switch mics back. We can switch back.
0: (laughs) Oh, so much more fun to to hold. Back to the 58. Okay. Sounds so much better. Well, To me. (laughs) (laughs) To me. To me.
1: Uh, Um, That conversation went well. Anyway, um what is your podcast listening habits normally or abnormally?
0: Mm. Well, normally, see, I feel like that's something that we, here's the thing, folks, Andrew and I have got a lot in common. We're, we're very good friends. We talk about pretty much everything with each other. Podcasts happen to be one of the main subjects. Andrew's got a job where he paints all the time. I like to longboard around the city and whenever I'm in transit, I'm listening to podcasts. Unfortunately, alongside my broken computer, I have had a broken phone. Uh, so I regress back to my iPhone 4, and it is so painfully. I just slow.
1: realized that that's why you can't take calls. I'm like, why the fuck does his phone not work?
0: Yeah, it's just it's just I'm just like, bad. oh yeah, it's
1: smashed to shit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's bad. Um, but in any case... I have not been listening to any podcasts. I have not been listening to anything on my phone because it's so painfully slow just to use.
1: I can give you my iPod if you want.
0: No, I'm getting a new phone tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, But when I am listening to podcasts, it's a lot of Joe Rogan, um, a lot of Radiolab, uh, This American Life. I like listening to the Vice podcast. It doesn't happen too often. Um, CBC, I listen to Q. I also listen to As It Happens, which is... Just it's so reminiscent to me of driving home from some kind of like family friend get together with my family. Like uh, I'll be with my both my parents That's and my brother. That's the new
1: show. Yeah, yeah, the, but that goes more into like narrative. <laughs>
0: yeah, they've got the flute at the beginning. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it 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 just reminds me of sitting in the back seat of my car or my parents' car, falling asleep. Against the window, listening to as it happens, driving home from some kind of you day. ever listen
1: to the vinyl cafe?
0: Yeah, and I'm kind of over it now. I, I liked it a lot a well, few years I only ago. Bring
1: it, I only bring it up because it's, it was like a childhood totally. reminiscence, totally.
0: And thing. it's great. And like his voice so is my very, dad very Tree and like I enjoyed, a, I enjoyed it yeah. a lot, but listening to it now, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And I'd I prefer something a little more exciting.
1: Dave and, walked <laughs> under the tree. And he thought, to, his pauses I are He didn't
0: all, even realize that the Christmas turkey
1: was in the, the oven the, the way whole that he, time. The way that Stuart McClain pauses when he's telling stories, it, it's weird because it, it I kind of like it, but it also makes you so aware... Well, he's doing it to a live audience at all times. To a story. Usually. Yeah. yeah. But then, he'll pause. <laughs> yeah. And he lets you know that you're listening to, to a, a story as told by Stuart McClain. and there's a certain comfort in his voice when he gets that's really perfect. close to the microphone, and he sounds like weirdly Southern yeah. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just super Canadian. But he's just really but Canadian.
0: Yeah, no, th- that's why I like CBC. It reminds me of just it's, that so, that it's, it's so it's 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 so
1: purely Canadian, yeah. and it's like warmth and just like love of. I, I'm just going back into Stewart Stuart well, things, no, but
0: but that's what's kind of cool it's like I, I've I've Especially in Montreal, you meet a lot of people who aren't from Canada. Yeah. Um, it's just
1: like the vibe, the, the general vibe of CBC just is just so vibe. friendly and welcoming and interesting yeah. and warm. We
0: don't have commercials. You guys yeah. pay for this with your
1: taxes, so we're going to give you some good yeah. shit. And it's just really pure quality content a yeah. lot of the time. So that, and, and to the point where sometimes it's like really boring. Yeah, a And just homie. about like people's... like town lives. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, well, I really don't like the... Tra- I keep going to the southern accent, but it's not at all. Yeah. It's like a weird Canadian version of the southern accent. In Fredericton,
0: like, it turns out that they're having problems well, with Well, I'm oyster just really farms. not
1: happy about the way that these fences are being installed throughout the city. It's yes. really causing an uproar for children who don't really think about... Uh, it, it's just like town drama, which is only relevant if, A, you live in the town, and B... You care about your town, like most people yeah. who live in towns. Because I come from a small town, and like some people are really passionate about their community, but like maybe because it was, like, I was some a some people just want to get out. And too. I grew up there. Yeah. I, yeah, I just didn't give a shit at all. I just wanted to leave. You know, yeah. I'm just like develop it. I don't care. Destroy yeah. Cape Roger <laughs> Curtis. It doesn't have any effect on my life at all.
0: I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Um, in terms of uh, pop culture, like Canadian TV sucks. We all know that as Canadians. Canadian TV sucks. If you're Royal a Canadian, Canadian Air Force, that's pretty good. This hour is 22 minutes. Is pretty good. No, but any, any t- t- 22 dramas, minutes is funny. Air Force is like the worst. Any show kind I've of been. dramas, like any TV that Canadians produce, kind of sucks. The best thing that Canadians put out was probably Kenny versus Spenny.
1: Kenny versus Spenny and uh, Slings and Arrows. Slings that and was Arrows is pretty cool incredible. too. But what I was thinking about a couple of days ago was it, not
0: just in terms of pop culture. I think more specifically music, but. You hear songs about New York or, right. you know, the South or California. And there's just, there's just or whatever. a mythology and a romance There's a mythology, about it. and I think it might, maybe has a lot to do with Hollywood, the fact that we've heard about all these places. Oh, for and sure. Maybe I've never hu- been there. Huge, like, but we then I hear, never a hear a song about, about, like, Saskatoon or something like that. Like, the Guess Who,
1: like, running back to Saskatoon? Well, no, that, that's a good song. That's a good song. <laughs> that's a good song.
0: Prairie Blues. That's a bad example. Singing <laughs> all the Prairie Blues. But, like, you hear a very Canadian song that just, like, maybe even just fleetingly mentions a Canadian town uh-huh. or a Canadian city Hilarious and it's instantly town. not as cool to me maybe it's just because I'm Canadian maybe it's cool for people who aren't from Canada to hear these um these random towns that they've never heard of but for me it's just like it it's not it, as cool as singing about New it's, York it's imagine like, if you had a song it's um, yeah it's almost Toronto, like it's, 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 it's the
1: same feeling as like your parents liking the music that you like it's Yeah. like where I come from is being referenced, and I know it sucks. Why are you? The
0: problem for me was my it? parents liking the music that I made. That was a very conflicting. Oh yeah, yeah. Part of my life, for sure. just like making music, thinking it was really cool, and then my parents loving it, and they were so supportive. They that's, the like, weird, that's a weird. They're thing. very supportive I, about it. I feel
1: that as well. Like whatever um, my I, I get I get really embarrassed really easily whenever my parents would like overly praise me. Right. I'd say you're the, you're, that's
0: amazing. like, No, I'm not. That's you're great. just saying that because I'm your
1: fucking kid. Yeah. But, but, uh, but that's also like a dumb thing to say. Cause like they're being loving and supportive. Imagine if
0: they <laughs> hated everything you were doing. Yeah. But you know what, you know but what, you is know what, like maybe the ultimate would... like, um, first world white privilege bullshit is the fact that I feel personally that I could create better art. Right. If I wasn't so privileged. Right. I feel like my art would have so much more meaning and so much more of an effect on the world at large if I h- didn't have so many, you know, backup plans and good things happening to me in my life. Because you hear like y- you musicians know what, and artists talking about like how they fucking grew up with nobody, they had yeah. to go through prostitution, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, like, but like and it's almost like the if the, like the effect that you can have on other people, people will judge you based on how much you had or versus how little
1: you had, being mm-hmm. like,
0: Okay, wow, this is so much more important because he came from nothing.
1: I think I think though that the only thing I would say contrary to that is I think there are examples of people who maybe don't come from bad circumstances or like starvation or right. fighting for your survival. Which makes for really good uh artists, I think, because you, there's something to like having a little bit of PS, PTSD in terms of like yeah. my brain is functioning in just like this base kind of survival mode, where I'm not just thinking about my thoughts that I'm having or insecure about myself, and I can just like pull put all my feelings into my art right. and just express it that way. And if I'm good at it, if I happen to be a good craftsperson, yeah, it can reach people in a in a maybe way. it's because I'm just not good. That's that. But that's what <laughs> that's I'm gonna say. Thing. I think I think that's a kind of a cop out to say that like it, I would be so much better if I had suffered more. Yeah. Then, you know, because, because you feel
0: like you'd have this external inspiration. Like, like
1: uh, uh, the the main example I would give is Leonard Cohen. Right. Very middle-class upbringing. Yeah. Uh, totally. Very, you know, grew up in Westmount. Went to McGill University, decided to become a poet. S- you know, was part of the whole 1960s sort of folk music scene and started writing amazing songs. And he just like the, but the suffering that he addresses in his songs is he's just so good at it that he uh it just makes for good songs and good melodies. You know, I he think just it's talks just about, about it well. being honest. It's
0: about being, being... honest and like
1: Neil, like fucking Neil Young is yeah. another case that's just like that but he was just such a sensitive guy that he felt everything so strongly and I'm sure yeah. he had losses in his life like everybody does uh, but he had one of the best lines ever in um, uh, I think it's on the beach. It's somewhere in the second side Probably of on his, the beach where he says one of my favorite albums from where him. he of says uh, the line is like just because my problems are meaningless that don't make them go away. Yeah, you know. Totally. And so my dad had a great line. He's like, because he jokes about that with me all the time. He's like, because he's he's a writer and an artist too. Yeah. And he's like, man, you really should have suffered more <laughs> in your life. We we weren't good parents for an artist. <laughs> yeah. We loved and supported you so much. Oh God. And, and, and he he was just like, here's here's what you have to do, Andrew. You have to plumb the depths of your sa- shallowness. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line yeah <laughs> so i'm the depths of your shallowness. and so because it's very easy when you are not fighting for your survival every day to just be like i don't have anything interesting to say
0: <laughs> yeah but, but the, nothing interesting happens. the trick today. is
1: making it interesting you know
0: yeah because no exactly with that line just because my problems are meaningless doesn't make them go away yeah just because your problems are less severe than other people doesn't mean just because you can problems. compare
1: it to people starving in Africa or yeah. whatever it, the case maybe even or or, or or better yet the stories of your heroes like sure John Lennon had one of the most fucked up childhoods ever damn it he couldn't have been John Lennon without that fucked up child you know yeah. what maybe he wouldn't have been the same produced the same artwork but I'm sure he would have been just as driven creatively. And maybe not would have become famous, but I would track his life, and it yeah, would be that's interesting that's to It's an
0: easy cop-out for somebody who just isn't working as hard right. to say, this is the reason why I'm not It's because I'm just a boring person. I don't have anything <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pointless. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's the thing. Like I, I guess the... But
0: you know what? You were talking to me about the uh, the book called The War of the Art. The War of Art, yeah. I have not read it, but you, you keep telling me to read it. You and should it. You it should seems read it. like it's the coolest thing ever to read, because... I'm a little bit afraid of reading it because I feel like if I read it, then I've got no excuse, you know? But here's the beautiful thing about that
1: book, which because normally I would agree with you because I have a a similar uh, sort of defense mechanism, I think, when it comes to something like that where I'm like, "Ah, I know that I I should be making art every day. I know this and it just feels like a chore. And if I'm listening to some guy yammering about how you have to work hard every day, it's just going to make it feel more like a chore. But what I love about The War of Art... Is that he addresses that? Who's the writer? Uh, 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 st- uh, Stephen Pressfield. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry sure. to quiz you on that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it is. Okay. Um, but. There's no fact checking, the, by the way. The beautiful thing about that book is that it addresses even that issue Is it, it addresses the fact that the mind of the artist is in conflict and right. wants to resist it. And it, like that is real it's not like you just have to pull yourself up and bootstraps to stop yeah. being a weak fucking loser you know it's like no 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 there, procrastination is a very powerful force Well, here that's, that's the thing
0: anytime that I've told myself okay today's the day I'm gonna make a lot of time yeah. for myself I'm gonna burn some incense I'm gonna have a couple of beers yeah. I'm gonna sit down in the studio I'm gonna make something those are far from the most productive days I've had the days that actually I feel like yeah, you get lost in it you're like okay well I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't had a computer. That's well, an excuse. But, well, but like, but what actually? Uh, when I feel like I make the best um, art, and for me personally, my art is music, is just having a random moment where I pick up a guitar, right? Or where you just my phone. You just have say, inspiration. Oh wait! And I've got like m- like at least half an hour to yeah. just explore that one yeah. iota of creativity.
1: Yeah. Well, and you just because yeah because. Anybody who is an artist knows those moments where you just feel inspired and you just want to make something, and it's not even a matter of should I or shouldn't I. It's this you is just, just do happening. It. Yeah, you just do I'm it. I'm just seized by this idea, and I just have to play this guitar right now. Or
0: how are you feeling with uh, with that right now?
1: Uh, what do you mean? Well, you said you you had
0: some uh, conversation with Martin and stuff. Like, are you? Oh, we're you yeah, like we're, we're working. Well, well, what
1: I was gonna say though is that like the way that the War of Art addresses that is like <laughs> there's this great line where. Uh, it's uh, Evelyn Waugh or uh, um, Somerset or some American writer in some interview has asked, um, so do you sit down and write every day or do you only write when you're struck with inspiration? And he says, I only write when I'm struck by inspiration. Thankfully, inspiration strikes at 9 a.m. every morning.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) Because yeah, what I was about to say is that like when you hear, when you hear about the, the routine of, of people who are really successful in their art, they say they make time for it every single day, yeah. and you have to turn it into a routine. Right. And that's something I'm sincerely lacking and on. And so, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, and like, if you force yourself to do something like that and just do it every day, you just get better at it. You know, that's just what happens. Well, yeah, like, pra- with like that old
0: adage, practice makes perfect.
1: Practice makes perfect with 10,000 hours, blah, blah, blah. You just get, you just get better because you're making it every day. And so... Yeah. So in that respect, it is a little bit of a like you're pushing. You have to you have to push yourself to like work, work hard. But like, y- yeah, if you want to be really good, yeah, that's what it takes. If you if you don't, that's fine too. Like the universe is indifferent. Well, here's the thing, though. Like what I conflicts that I that
0: arise when I'm thinking about making or not making art, and my struggle with actually getting to the point of just doing it mm-hmm. is that like maybe I'm not doing it because it's not something I should be doing. You know, maybe it's a a part of myself. Like if I should be doing it, if I really want to be doing it. I just be doing it naturally. Like if this is something that I'm going to do, why wouldn't I be doing it
1: all the time? Right. So when
0: I'm not doing it, I'm thinking just like,
1: well, maybe I'm not meant to. Yeah. But meant
0: or whatever, but maybe it's just not me. Right. But then, I don't know, something pops up that I think is actually really good. I'm yeah. like, okay, wait, maybe well, I can pursue this. The way,
1: the way I think about that is like, I just, you know, you get into funk sometimes where you feel depressed or bored with your life or whatever it is. And when I get into those moments, I just think about when I am my most happiest and most fulfilled and just, I feel like I'm just living life, living my life to its fullest. whatever yeah. that Whatever that means. It's not like living life. When I feel like I'm truly you honoring the gift of life that i've been given right when i feel like that is when i'm just in rehearsal for a play sure or when i'm you know talking about a possible script or like that's when I'm, you feel more like you yeah exactly right i just feel the most free and unselfconscious and where i'm just like just here, i want
0: to ask you about something because when when you get into these conversations with with people that you're just meeting um they say like what are you doing And something that I often will say is that, like, yeah, I do music. I, you know, I've got, like, a little studio and Mm -hmm. I make music. But then I have a moment of, like,
1: Like, (laughs) self-reflection. It's
0: like, wait a second. (laughs) Am I just saying this because this is how I want to project myself? Like, I actually am not doing as much as I should be doing to be able to claim that this is what I'm doing. And so that kind of kicks it into a little bit of, like, sometimes overdrive into actually trying to create and sometimes just like completely like, withdrawal. like disillusionment of like, wait, is this
1: who yeah. I am? Like, yeah, am I've thought, try- I've thought a fair bit about that actually, especially when it comes up, like you say, whenever anybody asks you like, what, what do you do? Who are you? Yeah, because it's not often like, that you're no, just I'm like sitting student. by
0: yourself, like, hmm, what am who I am doing? Who am I? No, no, no. You're just doing whatever <laughs> yeah. you're doing. But it's when somebody's asking you, like, who are you?
1: Yeah, because you're meeting for the first time and you're just like presenting yeah. yourself in some way. And so I've lately I, I've gotten into the habit of just saying, I'm an actor. Right. I just say that like that's what I am. That's who I what I do. Cause like at the end of the day, that is what I care about most. Sure. And it's and then I, I feel the exact same feeling of am I acting every day? Is this something that is taking up the majority of my time? No. Am I giving it as much time as I should? Of no. course not. Yeah, Of course not. But I feel like it's better to, s- to say that you are. Right. And Almost be aware like that it, you are deceiving yourself. Be aware that you're... De- you don't want to just say... Be one of those people who's just like, Yeah, I'm an actor. And then actually never does anything. Right. But is in denial about the fact that you never do anything. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something important in saying somebody flat out, I am an actor... And then knowing that n- no, I'm not really living up to my and potential using that, that as like some kind of fuel and using that, but also just reaffirming it. in a way for yourself who y- you are, right? Because it would s- it would suck to say like, yeah, I'm I an actor, but I'm not really doing work because then you just feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. But if you say I'm an actor or I'm a musician, it's almost or like whatever, a reaffirmation. At that it's a point. reaffirmation, and uh, to me, it helps in just in terms of like uh, it's hard to put into words, but just uh, yeah. If, Rem- almost reminding yourself that that's who you are and what you're supposed to be doing, you know. And unlike what I was saying before, like, yes, that is what I feel happiest and most fulfilled doing. And the thing I fear most, I think, in life is veering away from that to the point where I would be an old man and regretting that I never really went yeah, for it.
0: exactly. You know? And I see, I feel like I'm at, at that point now, you know? I feel like I'm already that old man. I don't. I don't feel old, that's for sure. But I feel like why waste your time on anything right. but doing what makes you the most happy right and like yeah there's like there's different levels to that what makes me almost the most happy is just hanging out with people that i like having really stupid conversations drinking a lot of booze and smoking weed and yeah. blah 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 going to the park whatever but then i find the time to you know get into the studio and just mm-hmm. do something yeah. it's like wait this is this is really important yeah. whether or not this is something that I need to share with people or not, this is what makes me happy. Yeah. And this is something that allows me to define who I am.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, it it gets really tricky when you introduce the whole uh, friends and hanging out and bullshitting and shooting the yeah. shit and drinking and doing drugs and partying. Cause like in a certain way, sometimes when I'm doing that, I almost either make the excuse or live the thing where i'm like no i'm having an enriching life by being with these people and i um, you know suppo- like the conversations that i have with people are enriching and do i yeah, do learn course. things and i you know become a better person and yeah. this and that but then it gives this fine fine line between doing that and then just getting fucking drunk every day yeah just waking living, up the next morning and be like, there's no bar. way
0: i'm gonna do anything yeah today, and just being because like I oh i'm fucked up like today
1: shit. i would feel shitty now but um <clears throat> so yeah, so y- you have to. I think, and I think anybody who's worth anything in terms of uh, a creative person, like I don't even want to say like an artist because an artist has all these connotations, but somebody who just does what they like doing right. and makes it work for themselves, um, uh, has to put some work into it. And to and you to need some
0: work, and you need a lot of balance. Here's the thing: like I, but but and just just like overcoming those feelings of I don't feel like it. And just That's why I feel, feel it like anyways. it's really important to collaborate. Like the it keeps you in check for exactly. sure. That's you, huge. You have somebody else, whether it's a running buddy that like, yeah, allows definitely. you to keep the pace, or if it's somebody that you're creating something at the same time with.
1: On the most basic level, I notice that in painting. Like whenever right. I'm whenever I'm painting a house and I'm working by myself, I'll slack off way more. Of course, and just nobody's around, so I'll just be like. I could just go on Facebook for a couple of minutes, blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah. Yeah, I can just like me. paint the wall and then I'll get into the groove and I'll finish the job and I'll get to a little bit less than I wanted to do today, but whatever. I'm coming back tomorrow. It doesn't matter. When I was working with other, and the curious, Andrew, I would show up on time because I knew he was waiting for yeah. me and we would go together and we, I, 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 there'd be other guys working. So I'd have to want to work as hard as they are at least. Yeah,
0: but what does that say? What does that say about the, the way that you live? It's like,
1: it's like, I need to
0: you have need this motivation to, from other people. From other like, wouldn't people? it be
1: great if I was just that strong that I could just be yeah. an amazing person. And you know, autonomous think from everyone else. people
0: out there that are like that, you know, oh, they sure. get up at 6am for their morning run, they do their thing, they get to work and blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. But I think anybody can be like that. And I think I've some, tried peop- some people, some people
0: tried and it, Maybe I haven't tried hard enough, but, like, I've tried to have, like, my own personal ritual where I say, okay, I'm going to get up at this time. But then, you know what? Then introduce the collaborative nature to it, you know? Yeah. Some of the most artistically productive... No, no, not some of the most. The most uh, artistically productive moments that I've had in my entire life was when I was in bands. And so it wasn't just you trying to create something and putting it out into the (laughs) void, but it was you and three or four other people trying to create something and each one of you had a stake in it and each one of you wanted it to go somewhere right so if and at it's, any it's time our, it's you already kind of checking out there's somebody on the front but, saying and it keeps it. you
1: from checking out because you know that there's this thing that's bigger than you exactly you know and i feel like that's what the, uh, the the artists or the just people whoever whether you're you know making your own business or whatever it is people who are lone wolves naturally just trust that whatever they are doing and working on yeah. is bigger than them. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm writing this play. And then if you if you come at it from the brain of brain of like, I'm just a worker who's working on this thing that I haven't made yet, instead of oh, I'm showing up every yeah, day. This is to going this to play, play, be something. Yeah. This that exists outside of me that I'm just responsible to more than it's something I'm I'm making. And yeah. It's just coming from my out of my mind every day. Rather than it's there already. There's somebody just, to check
0: you on it. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm definitely that person. Right. I'm but the it, person who needs to have somebody else, not necessarily involved, but somebody else, even on the, the receiving end of it, just right. like showing it to somebody. Because if I'm just in my own
1: little bubble, and, nothing and it, really happens. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's good to be aware of that, too, because I think a lot of people get into a, a state of mind where um, they think, I'm just not good at working with people so i'm not going to do anything instead of instead of being aware of the fact okay no i'm not i'm the most creative when i'm collaborating with people so instead of wishing i was this other type of creative person and not fulfilling that Mm -hmm. it's just like oh this is what i like doing i like playing in bands with people (laughs) so why don't i do what it takes to make that happen you know and then it's just a little bit less um motivating force that you have it's just like oh i need to just be more you know focused on that a little bit more and then you'll kind of just manifest it you know, by just by putting that out there, I think that tends to happen. Um, rather than, yeah, like I say, like wishing you had this romantic... because I think about that all the time. It's like I wish I was just this lone hearted uh, genius, like a Hemingway, like a Hemingway or yeah. uh, or a Bukowski who just, just like sits in his room and just by themselves, produce shit, drinking absinthe, blah and blah, just blah blah, and writing yeah. their life away. But it's like there's a certain great thing about just becoming who you are in terms of how, when you are the most productive and then yeah. following that. Instead the, of, have you ever
0: tried to write, um, like in a diary or a journal? Yeah. And I never show up. That. That, that's the thing. <laughs> what, one of my problems is that as I'm like, I've, I've tried to get into it multiple times, writing a diary or a journal. I, I th- I've i seen people do it. And what my problem is, is like, I'll start to write and i I realized halfway through that I'm writing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm writing either for myself reading it later yeah. or I'm writing for somebody else to happen upon this thing. Happen dead. upon later. You I'm know. thinking about
1: reading it back.
0: But I, yeah, I th- but it's, the reason it's I never th- honest. It's never a hundred percent honest. But I think, I, the, I think like the people, people who in.
1: keep diaries, cause I have a lot of friends who do, and it's not like they even tell people about it. Like it's just something they do. Yeah. Cause they get a very simple immediate pleasure. I think out of doing it yep. and they just, sit down and do that every day and it's just it's just immediately pleasurable i just never had that immediate satisfaction from it i just would yeah. i had the exact same feeling like i would write something and then i'd read it later the next day i was like this is stupid i don't want to sound like that again <laughs> yeah exactly this is uh, why am i doing this you know so but there might be something to instilling a habit where you do that every day but but here's the thing tell, maybe that would it. just be shitty Maybe you just don't like doing that. Yeah, and that's fine. That's kind of where it comes down to. Yeah, that's totally fine to just be like, I hate doing. Why would I do something I don't enjoy? Just, but I feel like it's important. I feel like it's
0: important. But I wonder if that's bullshit, though. It may be bullshit, but here's the thing. Like, why is it important though? To be able to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Here's the thing. I I went through a couple years where I didn't smoke weed, and once I started smoking weed again, I realized that. One of the reasons, consciously or otherwise, that I wasn't smoking weed was because being sober or drunk, it's very easy to ignore everything going on around you. Right. But when I would smoke a joint, I'd be like,
1: you're just "What hyper-sensitive, the yeah. fuck
0: are you doing right now with your life? <laughs> yes. What the fuck totally. are you doing? Totally, like, you're ignoring all these things. You're ignoring all these problems in your life, and every single day you're just getting drunk or like soberly just fucking. And that's definitely what the it.
1: bad trip is."
0: Exactly, and that's why I stopped smoking weed, because every fucking time I would get high, it was a bad trip. But then I started to realize, like, wait a second. Is it a bad trip? It's not a bad trip. This is an honest trip. An honest trip. (laughs) You're, I don't know, something in yourself checks in when you smoke a joint or you smoke a bowl that says, like, there's a lot of things you need to acknowledge right now, and ignoring them is not going to make things better. Yeah. And it feels bad at first, because you've been ignoring it for so long. Yeah. You've been ignoring it and trying to put it aside saying like,
1: okay, you know, I've been
0: ignoring or, my yeah, like or, cell phone or, or, bill or, or, or I've been ignoring my student loans or whatever. But then you smoke a joint. It's just like, listen, this is, real, shit. This like, is no real
1: escaping this. Like, yeah, it's very easy during the day. And it's hard to have to, to acknowledge it. And, and it's, it's, pa- it's even not even as bad as making rationalizations for things. It's just straight up not thinking about stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's just not on my mind because I don't want it to be. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna and focus it's easy to push more, aside. I'm going to focus on more stimulating things, you know, whether it's yeah. being on drugs or drinking. With drinking makes it a lot easier, because anyway, anyway t- you talk by yourself. Talk about. Oh, you have to pee. Yeah. Okay. Give me a subject. Uh. Okay. Fine. Um. Uh. The difference between. See, I have to
0: pee too. Do you want to cross streams or
1: what? Mm, no. I'll, maybe. I'll, I'll talk. Maybe I'll next talk. episode. Okay. There'll be a good subject for the podcast though. Uh, let's talk about um, uh, y- your most humorous sexual experience.
0: <laughs> oh, my most humorous sexual experience. says the thing, when something happens humorously, objectively, in a sexual experience, at the time it's never funny. I don't know. I guess one time I was... Um, With a girlfriend of mine at the time, and uh, (laughs) there's no there's no uh, politically correct way to say this. I was giving her cunnilingus. I was about to say I was eating her out, and uh, I was going down on her. That sounds the best. So I was going down on her, and uh, things started getting really wet, and it was like kind of a uh, a vagina to mouth water park. And uh so I looked up for a second and uh I noticed it was very dark. The lights were not on, but anyway, the the liquid was very dark. And so I shot up and said, "Oh my god. Um sorry, are y- are you on your period right now?" And she said no. And um so we turned on a bedside light. Very awkward. And uh I had gotten a bloody nose all over her vagina. And so all the blood that was, you know, in her crotch region and all along her thighs was coming directly from my nose. And she laughed and she laughed and she laughed. And I went to the bathroom and wiped up my face. I got a little wet wipe and wiped her off. And uh, things went okay. But that was pretty humorous. Um, there was definitely a lot of laughing involved. I think what's important about engaging in any kind of sexual experience with anybody is being able to laugh. Um, that's something that I didn't think was a good thing. and I think everybody thinks that or experiences that. When something funny happens during sex like a, a weird fart noise or a queef or uh, you know somebody getting a cramped leg, you think it's supposed to be like this very intense sexual connection. but it makes it a lot better when you laugh. you know if people are smiling, if people are laughing. I think it makes it a lot better. And uh, thank God Andrew came back into the room because I had nothing more to say about that uh, particular topic. So, unfortunately, we didn't get to cross streams. I'm going to go and uh, I was really messy though. do the exact same thing. Oh, um, damn it. What I would okay. give you is uh, something this to is talk is about. so
1: funny. Just trading off. Yeah, trading off. Because yeah. we're drinking so much that we have to just pee every That's time the off. thing. I'm
0: bouncing in this bouncy chair. I'm doing the whole pee dance. Uh, I would like to talk to you, or I would like you to talk about um, (laughs) how you feel about your
1: typewriter. How? Oh, that! Wow, that's an interesting question. In general. Yeah. Okay. Okay. uh, I bought a typewriter when I was um, 15 years old, and I got it mainly because of that one shot in Rushmore when there's this shot of um, Max Fisher cracking out his typewriter that his mom bought for him his mom who died in the movie and he starts writing his um, his next play which I think turns into um, it's not the Vietnam play he starts writing the play that he says to the girl is set in the outback anyway it's this one shot of Rushmore and I fucking love that movie I just like want it to be Max Fisher like that's, it was my Ferris Bueller kind of fantasy. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, so I went out and bought this typewriter and I just carried it around and I, I tried writing a play on it and it just, I tried being like really like with white out and like really like, I, I'm committing to this form of, of, of writing and fuck process like computers, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, so I always had it around and then, uh, it's come up recently in my life because I gave it away to a girlfriend and I had I have just recently obtained uh, it back from her because I gave it to her. And it was sort of a lend. She told me that it was a, um, a gift and we sort of had this little passive-aggressive com- conversation about whether I had actually given it to her or not. I'm pretty sure I was a lend. I might be a selfish prick and just be like, I want my thing back because I don't love you anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Which is really just being a dick and really trying to fight for something that is maybe a symbol for something. Or just you want your fucking cool shit back. I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, that's how I feel about my typewriter now. I, wa- I did want it back because I wanted to use it as like a little excuse to Have write, you used it to write more. I've used it here and there. I you know what? Here's my biggest excuse when it comes to my typewriter is that I don't have paper yet. And I haven't gotten around to buying paper wow. for it. Yeah, it's tough, man. So, uh, now, without paper. so I can't write my great Canadian novel because I don't have <laughs> paper.
0: You don't want to write a novel, do
1: you? No. Well, something. I don't know. Anyway, I just I just like the typewriter because it's when you type on it and you're just like banging out your ideas, it's very like visceral and like you're really like Doing this f- strong physical motion while you're doing it. does kind it work of properly? Are there any oh, problems with it? Oh yeah, it works. It? The one, the only one problem is it does random spaces. So sometimes you'll be typing a word and it'll just do a, a, a random space. So when that's <laughs> not bad, back, better than a random letter. Ran, yeah, definitely. So like, it might you might say because, but it's b cause for no reason, or right. more awkwardly broken up than that. So that's the only thing that's really wrong with it. But it, I've been told it adds character to the prose. So wow. Yeah.
0: Are you a good typer? Like, do you have the? Yeah, no, uh, I
1: use the my my two my two index fingers. The hunt and peck
0: method. That's both like a very um, both index gonzo style and,
1: and a couple of my middle fingers. Just the right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I definitely don't use my pinkies. Fuck no, especially
1: on a typewriter where you really need strength. What was that a fart? <laughs> uh, no. That chair. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a little creaky.
1: Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, uh, do you remember?
0: No, I don't. We are officially one hundred and thirty minutes in. Um, wow! So that is over two hours.
1: That's over two. How long should we go for? Should we pick an end time, or just go until? Why don't we say two hours? I
0: don't know if I have anything else to talk about.
1: One hundred. Wait, what are we at again?
0: Like close to one hundred and thirty minutes, so over two hours.
1: Should we end it now? Let's end it. Okay, fine. Okay. Great. <laughs> so um, we'll pick up next time.
0: Everybody, thank you. I I, I think this if is going to be a anybody is listening thing. to this right now.
1: That's more than I would ever <laughs> ever. I hope don't for imagine in my that
0: life. anyone is going to listen to this, but if somebody does, then we're talking C- directly to you. Kudos to you. Maybe maybe um,
1: millions of people are listening. We don't even know.
0: Not yet. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I. Uh, this is two hours. Really appreciate. Let's you just do it. Let's just do a, a very in. quick
1: con- conclusion about like moving forward. What, sure. What should we Let's should hear do. it. You, you've got it down. I'm. I'll listen. Okay. Um, I feel like just basic reflections on the podcast. I think as we got into it more, we became more relaxed. Definitely. Definitely. So I think picking it up next time will be. Well, I think we'll pick it up where we left it in terms of our level of comfort, in terms of talking. Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we should pick for our next topic.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: We'll figure it before out before next Wednesday. Before next Wednesday. Before next Wednesday. Catchphrase. All right. Good night, everybody. Good
0: night. Thank you very much. Or good morning. See good you next. Yeah. All See right. you next time.
1: Peace.